Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. I'm here with the champion of the known universe, Mr. Robert Whitaker, and a very, very special guest, uh, Mark Hunt, K1 world champion and perennial contender of just about any combat sport that there is available to mankind. Did, welcome, you, say, did you say perennial? Yes, sir. What does that mean? It means I kill all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. All Can't get time. rid of me. Okay, so you know, per- I'll, I'll, perennial I'll contender. Take <laughs> perennial contender. I'll take that. That's cool. How yeah, are you? My mate? grandma's not that good. Hey, man, thanks for having the podcast, guys. I really appreciate your time. No, thank yeah. you for coming. That's a pleasure. Um, I want to kick off with one thing with Mark, uh, just because uh, off camera you told a blatant, bald-faced lie about me. Um, it's never a lie. When, I, when you see me talking, it's all straight shit. Just honest shit, man. But um, <laughs> I, I do want to say something because I've, I've been meaning to say it for every time I see you. Um, one of the things that, that's always resonated with me was the first time I met you, I met you at Sun Doy's gym. Um, when you do, just after you won the K1 thing around the time, when, when you started training with him, not long after that I was training there. Um, and uh, one of the things that struck me was how, like, I, I wasn't, I'm a nobody now, I was a nobody then, and you just spoke to me like, just all good. And then you invited me to go train at your house, and I remember I was like 20 or 21 hey, years old. Hey, yeah, I invited you to my house, you need to break my arm and try to kill me. <laughs> this guy right here. I was like, hey, man, hey, hey, hey. I, I was starting MMA too, I didn't know what this uh, tapping shit was, but you know. <laughs> nah, nah. He nearly got me, but. Uh, <laughs> my arm's still here, which is cool. So yeah, that sounds very true. I know Fab quite well. He's like that, eh? Oh, he's, he's very much. Uh, like he does that, that shit, eh? Please, no, but um, I just want to thank you for that. And it's something that that's always like uh, it's always stuck in my head. And it's something that um, now when I deal with Rob a little bit, when we we do some stuff with him, it's one of the things that stayed in my head. Is like uh, for you, it's just like oh, come and train with us at my house or whatever. But I was like a twenty-year-old kid, and I was watching you on TV win K1 and. It was just after you fought Vandalay, actually, yeah. or around the time you fought. Well, was, I was, that was Pride. Yeah, I was in Pride. Yeah. Cut a sweet deal, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I was uh, just starting in the MMA world. And, you know, you guys, uh, you were probably already in deep with wrestling and stuff. And, uh, you know, I still have my arm, so I appreciate that, not uh, <laughs> snapping it off, mate. <laughs> uh, but I, I really do, man. There's one of the things, like, you, you didn't you didn't have to, like, you, you're just very normal the way you acted, you know. And I, I think that that's one of the things that... For me, it's always made me like be a fan. You know what I mean of of what you do. So I oh, appreciate that. You. Thanks. So. There's a lot of other guys out there. Probably 99 percent of the world will think differently. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah. no. Nah, <laughs> um, and Rob, I, I think both of you, both of you guys, born in South Auckland. You were born in South Auckland too, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, Middlemore. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I don't know the the area and that. Was that is that near where you were born? Uh yeah, I was born in uh, St Helens in the city. But Middlemore's, you know, South Auckland, where I was raised up in, it was the same, pretty yeah, similar. So. Who? <laughs> <laughs> who? South Side? It's all about South Side, so, you know, with all the roughnecks come from there, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you, um, you both, and now you're both here in, um, what, Mount Annan, aren't you both here? No, you're in Hornsey oh, Park, eh? I, I used to live in Mount Annan, too. I just moved out to... Uh, not very far, and then you know when I heard Robbie move, I said, "Oh damn! All the best fighters in the world are coming out." <laughs> yeah, we're just drifting, drifting out west. Um, how? What's uh, what's your journey been like from um, South Auckland for you? Both either either both of you, because um, obviously the story is very different. But what's the what's the story been like from South Auckland now to Sydney with with you? Like me or you? You, you. Let's go. With okay, you. yeah. Um, it's been it, a pretty good a better story. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, it's all stories at the end of the day, and you know? I'm like telling stories. And uh, yeah, my, mine's pretty much the, uh, the same thing. Ooh, yeah. It's time to go home now. Lights are off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a book out um, called Born to Fight. So I know, read that book. Mm-hmm. I read that book. If you if you never need your book written, you know I've got a good uh, from Hatchet. You know 
I think they're number three in the world, Australian company. So Ben, the ghostwriter, is really good. He helped me. Um, like when he asked me about writing my book, I, didn't, I was like, oh, man, I didn't even finish school. What are you talking about? But um, he just, it's like this, having conversations and coffee. And um, everything you talk to him about, he just goes and gets the guys that, that's in, in, that you mentioned and he gets their take of what you talked about. And that's how he puts the timeline of, of how the book was born. So, um, yeah, the book has been pretty good. Um, you can get that. Uh, it's called Born to Fight, you know, pretty much everywhere online. <laughs> but the, book, the book is good and it just goes through a lot I of stuff. It was as a an journey. Awesome book. I thought it was an awesome book, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, Peter, it's, it's, it's honest. It's, um, it's not. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I, I didn't mention there, which is good. But I'll probably be in jail still. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but it's an honest uh, take on most of most of the part of of, uh, of my journey through life to to be here as 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 a, as a world uh, uh, as a fighter, you know. So one of the things you you spoke about in in the book was about, and it struck me because I always actually used to think this when I watched you fight, saying that you don't you, you started to realize you don't you don't necessarily feel pain the same way other people do. That isn't to say you don't feel it, that you just don't register it in the same way. What how did you come to that conclusion? Well, you do feel pain. I mean, like I said, as a kid, you know, you get to um, when I, you know, when a lot of the stuff when your dad used to give you a lot. Well, my dad used to give me a lot of heart, and you get to a point like with kickboxing when you get hit so many times and the leg kicks, and you're like, oh shucks, that's really sore. But then it goes to the other point. You're like, oh, hmm, I wonder if I can do that again. You know, it's different when your father's there because it's your dad. You know, uh, he used to hit me in the leg or hit us in the leg, so we don't want to run away because when we got old enough, we could run away. But, uh, you know, he'd give you a dead leg by punching you in the leg because he was a lot bigger. And uh, you couldn't do it. You couldn't go. And then he'll tie you up and then give you the Wolf Creek styles. <laughs> that bad? But, that bad, like the full-on, like that type of beating? Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, I mean, well, it was a, a lot of time off school, which is pretty good. Well, you know, you like to go to school then, and it was all just an embarrassment. <laughs> at the end of the day. School was yeah. just an embarrassment, to be honest. It was just rubbish, yeah. waste of time, I, th- I reckon. Well, it's not now. I know that it's not, but uh, but he, but for you at the time, that's what at you're the saying. time, yeah. Because you know, um, because going to school, I didn't learn anything because I was just, you know, when is something gonna happen? You know, who wants to? Is there any food here? What the? You know, <laughs> it was like that. I didn't learn anything because I was too busy thinking about food or what I'm gonna do. It was just kids made fun of you, you know, because at school, you know, they made fun of all of us at school, and that's how I became an angry young kid. That's a, like a lot of kids these days, and and with backgrounds like this, they become angry kids because they're too they 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 have uh, not a bad home. Insecurities, yeah. Insecurities. When when you do you, do you feel do you feel that you feel pain the same way other people do, in in a fight and whatnot? No, I, I don't know if it's the same way or if I if I if I can relate in any way. But when 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 you're in a fight, sometimes like not all the times, but when I'm in a fight, sometimes. And you, you might understand if it's anything like what you're what you're saying is I'll get hit, and it, it won't hurt as much. It'll be I'll be like, yeah, all right, all right, like, and then yeah, I don't know. It's just um, yeah, like I, I've I've never been hit in a way where uh, like I, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't wanna, I don't like this anymore. Like generally, when I when I, when I get hit in a fight or something, I, I don't even feel it or or I just I, I mark a tally in my head and I'm like, all right, that's one for you. <laughs> and then I try to get that back somehow. And you, Mark, in, in a fight you don't feel, do, do you feel anything or do you just... You do, you feel pain. Of course you feel pain. It's just it's just how you take that. I mean, I I don't really um, get, uh, get like, um, 
much feeling when you get the pain is like when you die okay that's all you know if it hurt or something unless you get caught or knocked out then you don't feel it at all because you don't see it or you don't you know, when you get knocked out you get knocked out but when you hit it when you're into like um, something hurts or it only hurts for a certain time before it starts going numb so like when I broke my hand here the places it went numb and then you don't feel it anymore so you just gotta get to that bit there and then it's uh, it's all good to go <laughs> swing away baby <laughs> it's, it's funny when you say that because I've, I've also broken my hand in, in one of my fights but you're right like you hit it once and then you feel it and you're like oh man that's no good Ooh, then the next that. exchange you forget and yeah. you're throwing it and your hand goes yeah <laughs> there's nothing there though that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying the, 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 it goes to uh, no sensation it goes and it's just it doesn't hurt at all them yeah and you just, just start hurt. throwing it and you got nothing behind it your hand's just crumpling yeah. you're just throwing like flesh in them <laughs> it's exactly like yeah toe my toe my front my my big toe on the bottom when that broke while i was in combat it's like oh shucks that whole area there goes numb you don't feel it and you're like oh i've got no movement forward you know jds is we're quicker and it's how do you get quicker because i can't get to him because this, this, mm. this, this so you're not registering that your toe's not working well i didn't know it's broken then i go there's something there's something wrong with there but this thing shuts off the pain sensitive to talk because it's broken same thing with here it registered, it registered that it hurt, you know, and then it goes, okay, cut off the pain sensation. That then you just go. The, the, the mind is amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing, uh, amazing thing that all of us have. Yeah. Do you remember? So, from the background that you spoke. Sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, just, please. Yeah. Sort of just add in um, little little fanboy moment. That was the first time I was ever on a card with you. I, I remember, remember that you won. Me and Jamie lost. You won. You man, yeah. Uh, and like it was, it was a bad, bad night for the boys. Mike Rhodes? Um, no, no, no. It was um, in New Zealand. No, no, no. It was. I think it was my first fight. It was one sixty. Yeah, first, it was Vegas fight. It was my yeah, first Brad, fight. Brad Scott. After Brad Scott, after the Ultimate Fighter series, it was my first fight against um, Colton. Colton Smith. Colton Smith. Very first fight, and oh, I've always been a massive fan of yours growing up. And, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> You just, I just like what you represent. It's, it's always been that the case. You fight everyone, and you don't care. Like they're taller than you, bigger than you. Like I'm just the fattest of them. <laughs> you, you get in there, and you do yeah. the same thing. You just yeah. bring the fight to them, and I've always respected that. And to be on the on the same card as you, and and, and Jamie was just absolutely blew my mind but then when I came exactly what Fab mentioned in the beginning when I came around the back and he said let's get a photo and you had just been in a fight with JDS you know and you were still you were still down to earth enough to ask for a photo with me <laughs> you know hey was, man that's uh, the prelims <laughs> I'm getting photos of everybody because I, mean, uh, I mean the, those moments you can't take away like I remember I can tell you something what happened to me and I was I just I was in K1 I just started in K1 and you know, I used to watch these guys on TV, Andy Hug, Peter Hertz, Ernesto Hoos. You know, here I am, you know, 26 years old, uh, actually 27 years old. And I just, in the back there, and I was sitting next to Ernesto like this. And I was like, this whole, oh, I'm, I'm buzzing out. I said, holy shit, this fucking Andy Hug. You know, oh damn, I better get my picture. He got to the elevator, and I'm like, this guy getting goosebumps because I'm talking about it. I'm thinking, He's going to the elevator. I said, man, shall I go and get my photo or shall I sit and sit with the champion? I was like, oh, no, I'm just I'll get it later. Next time. There's never a next time. Yeah, and he passed away. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's yeah. one thing I regret because, you know, he's one of the greats. So I could have been on a photo with one of the greats, cause, but I missed that because I goes, oh, no, you know, I just, oh, no, man, I'm in there. You know, I'm in there. But that's, that, that was my opportunity to be, uh, to be, to be, to get my photo. And when I said to myself, next time I made that mistake, there is no next time because he died. 
So I fucked up, man. I was like, man, that's a pride got in the way. I said, man, I'm going to be like that. Nah, nah, never like that, man. That's why I always said, I got to get this opportunity up because it might not ever come back. It's crazy you say that because I've, I've been in that situation a lot where I'm like, man, I want a photo so bad, but I don't want to be that guy going up and asking for a photo. <laughs> it's, it's okay for fighters, I think, because we're at the same level here. Every fighter or everyone's the same because, oh man, I got a photo of him because he's, he's, you know, he's doing something, he's trying to do something. That's why I made that mistake of Andy Hug and I was like, I won't do it again. So, you know, if it's this person, this person, this person, I'm going to get my photo. Another thing, and this is on, on that card, um, I just, on the card you're talking about with, um, Jamie and that, that's another dude that I think is like a, like doesn't get enough praise, eh, James Tahuna? I think he's like a... One of the pioneers, yeah. Pioneer, mate. Absolutely. Him and, him and Tama, of course. 100%. Totally. 100%. Like, I, I, big respect for both the Tahuna brothers. Big think, respect, yeah. big respect, yeah. These guys that uh, started in MMA before I even heard about them and I heard about them doing MMA stuff. I mean, Lucas Brown, a boxer, He's yeah. that's how he started doing MMA. People forget about Lucas Brown being a uh, MMA fighter, but... You know, when he stopped with, uh, when Cormier stopped him, he went to boxing. Now he's, this week he's fighting for the world title, won the world title. You know, it's amazing. It's a, it's great how that works. Um, one of the things when to talk, like uh, Rob was talking about your, your, fight, your fighting style and whatnot, and um, going back and I guess drawing a parallel with, with how when you were coming up as a, as a kid, like, do you remember your first fights? Do you remember your... I, I can't ups? forget my first fight. No, no, not your not your first pro fight. Do you remember like your first I fight never, as a kid? Um, no, because there's been <laughs> I'm not gonna say, but there's been many far and few between. I learned to fight. Actually, I learned to be to survive on the street, but I learned to be a fighter and going to the gym. So I had way a lot more altercations before I actually stepped into the ring. My first fight was uh, in the, in, a, in a Muay Thai fight. You know, four days out from 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 when I've met my first coach. Because that was at your, you've, did you ever fight with the bouncer or did you ever fight on the street, the bouncer saw you? Well, we actually, we actually rolled these two cats with their stuff. Well, John, I'm a, you know, I shouldn't be, but it's in the book anyway. So John was wearing his jacket at the same club that night. You know, I was in there young, we were in the bar. You know, it's like, mm, mm. no, but, and then, and then I was like, hey, where's, uh, where's what, well, you know, John, blah, 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 what are the boys? And he goes, oh, he's outside. He's going with some, some guys. I said, oh, let's go check it out. On the side, there's four guys kicking shit out of him in the corner. So, so your mate's getting popped. Yeah, yeah. So I ran over to help him, and I had some Johnny Rebs on. You know, they were cool in that, that, that time, a long time ago. And they're slippery, so I slipped over. I landed up right next to them like this, and they're kicking the shit out of us. <laughs> like, oh, these guys are, these guys are beating the crap out of us. I was, like, Fuck it. I was a bit salty after that. So then we got up. Those guys are walking, but they were standing in the front of the club, and the cops were there, and they stand again. Gave you guys a hiding, but you know, I was really irritated then and it just was on. Just oh, you just punched on again? Yeah, well, I just started, we just popped that guy and we just started rumbling and then Sam saved me from being arrested. And then four days later, I was fighting in that in, the, in, the, in that nightclub. It was, it was my first Muay Thai fight ever. So I had no... Uh, what was your payment for that first Muay Thai fight? I was, was just some beers, a couple of beers. Wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, you know. That's how it was. So. It's funny that, eh? Like a lot of a lot of fighters, like um, I see sometimes, you and you must see them a lot. Some real young guys who jump in, a, come in the gym. They want to fight for big money. They want to fight for this. They they've never had a fight, but they have this grand grand dream of, oh, I want to do this. I want to fight in the big card. I want to make the UFC. I'm going to be the next biggest thing. You watch me. And I remember when I first started fighting, and you're probably the same. I didn't even think about money. I, I flew myself out. To, to, to take the first fight it was, when I first started fighting it was just it was just because one I loved 
that 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 atmosphere of being in the fight that that is there's nothing like it that's raw and and two i found that i was pretty good at it <laughs> yeah i i think each, each, that that's exactly that um yeah <laughs> when i first met you it was around and you asked me because we'd, uh, we'd grappled a little bit and you asked me... You were trying to break my neck then, weren't you? This guy is. <laughs> like, hey, man, my arm and now my neck. <laughs> and, now, hey, and now the leg. <laughs> you see now Scarface? And now the leg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, please. I, I weigh like 80 kilos. This guy weighs like 150 kilos. I didn't break any. I was probably about that weight too. Freaking super freaking heavy then, man. What, what, uh, what I remember was... It, we were, we were going for a run in Sandoy's place. It was just after the Vanderlei fight, like just after, and you, you, you asked if you came off with any injuries, and you said, oh, I hurt my knuckle. There it is, there. It's my, 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 my finger actually is broken. It's still from the From Vanderlei. At least I can pick my nose with it. Buddy, anyway. <laughs> and it healed wrong, did it? It didn't heal. It's just, it got broken like that. And see that, that's the same thing happened to my thumb. And, and you have to, you have to unsew it and fix it straight yeah. like this yeah. I, I had to get this fixed because I couldn't move that because I could I have to use it because yeah. I can't grab shit with it so I had to get that fixed this one doesn't really matter then so it's stuck like that yeah. <laughs> well, well I remember you you said <clears throat> that to me you said to me oh well what do you want to do and um, I remember thinking because I, I can't I don't, I don't like fighting I can't fight and I remember looking at you and I think I even said to you, like, not not fight, <laughs> because I remember, like, no, nah, because I, 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 like, say you, you and Rob and other people, like, you guys, like, you are for real a fighter, like, you're not, like, playing around and fucking things. Well, hey, man, I'm you're looking at someone who never wanted to be a fighter. Yeah, but you can. I never fight. wanted to be a yeah. fighter, and this just what I, I feel God has given me and said, look, this is going to save you, boy, and this is what you're going to do for your living. Yeah, that has been 20, 27, 8 years. You know, I mucked around for years. I've been contracted for about 20 as a pro. You know, they've been hanging around the top 10 of two different sports for a long time. They're hanging around like this. Give me a shake. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. I, I mean, like, I, I was just looking at, like, the, just, like, you, you, like, say, for example, you went five, five, lost, like, five fights in a row at one stage. Yeah. And there's no stage at any fight or any time that it, like, I'm, I, and please clarify it for us, but for me, it looks like, Every time you fight, like there's no, you don't give a fuck. Like there's there's a there's like you're there to fight. Like you, you well you, you know fight. It, it's about money. When I started this sport, it was about money for me. It's always been about money. I mean, I can say you to now it's about something else. But I mean now I'm changing things are going. I mean I started, you know, fighting is something I, I I never had a plan for my life for fighting. I never had it in my life said oh, I want to be the best fighter in the world. I just I just didn't. It just wasn't. When when K1 was in, there was no MMA. There was no end. There was no end for 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 K1. I mean, uh, for kickboxing, there was only boxing world champions. We, you knew where they went. He said, "Oh, where the best kickboxers go?" Well, we didn't know. Well, there was K1. Okay, now we knew where they went. There was no MMA at the time. Nothing. You know, the first time I heard about MMA was um was a guy named Fujita. You know, I I the big head, the Japanese dude. Yeah, the yeah. guy that looked like me. He said, "Oh," and I was a big. I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Z, and he said, "Oh." Mark, you, you want to fight, uh, they want to offer you to fight a gun at Fujita. And I was sitting at, let's say like this, telling the reporters in Japan, I'm like, Fujita? No, no, I'm Goku. I like Goku. And I, who, who the fuck, I didn't know there was a guy named Fujita <laughs> who's an actual fighter, who looks like me and he's, you know, and uh, I didn't know that, uh, you know, about the sport, but yeah. <laughs> so, so you never, you, 
at what point the, did you go I can, at what point did you turn the corner and go fuck I can make a living out of this because I'm pretty good at it well it took a long, long time I'm pretty stubborn and dumb yeah but, but, no, because, but at which point yep. did you go I'm gonna I, I'm, well, look, I can do this you're talking about a kid who, can't, who couldn't afford to go to, to karate school and all these classes the only time I went to, to I ever saw karate first time or martial arts is when it was in a, in a hall in ARA College in, in South Auckland I went there with my mates we had those guy folks we had double happies look at these guys in white suits they were just doing some sort of shit. Okay, let's put some firecrackers and blow them up, you know? Put some, and it's a hole. Yeah. All you hear is, Pow! fuck, we try to run, we spritz it up because it was so, so loud. They, they came out, they were, they were gonna give us a hiding. You know, we were like, really? We tried to jump the fence and they grabbed us. <laughs> That's the first time I experienced some martial arts. I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> these guys what are a, for real, legit. What way. They get, you know, and, and they had, like, you know, bald head of Sador, Sador looking guys, like, man, I'm gonna give you a hiding, you do that again. I was like, I was really scared, you know. It was, it was How funny. old were you? Young, probably. I was young, six, seven, or some shit. What a way to go into it! <laughs> but your entry, your debut into martial arts. <laughs> hey man, throw some double happies and then get the whole freaking school to try and give you hiding. Like, oh, they were gonna give us hiding. They were pissed off. But uh, yeah, that's how I uh, my first view viewing of um, of martial arts. But um, what was the question again? No, it wasn't like a good question. <laughs> I was I was just more like. I never see like in you like, like, like I I never seen you like say I see dudes that sometimes they might lose a couple or might lose oh, one fight. Yeah. Okay. So for me with my record, it's pretty shit. I've probably got the worst record in. in yeah, but in, you're um, always there. Yeah. That's why I said I'm one of those guys you can't get to kill me, man. <laughs> you know. But you know my story is the same. If you read my book, is the same. A lot of the stuff I uh, I've mucked around for so long with training. You know, I've I've been I didn't train as much. I didn't you know I did things back to front. You know, like they say, you should be training, you should be doing this. I was busy drinking and smoking with the boys. You know, a how lot far of, into your career? Far long. I just started learning how to. I'm doing things properly these days. Trying to do camp. I mean, I, with the race civil fight, people say that's the best fight you ever had. Uh, one of the most memorable fights. Fuck that like, fight was, I was going to ask you about that fight. You know, three weeks before that, I was uh, in uh, in Auburn with my mates, Dave, and we were just drinking and smoking. You know, my manager at the time was Dixon. He goes, "Oh, Mark, you." Uh, because I thought my career, or my my for the year was fighting was over, and um, he said, "Oh, you want to fight? Uh, Got to fight for you, New Year's Eve. It's going to be against Ray." And I said, "Oh shit!" Mm, Did you know Ray Sefu personally? No, but I looked up because Ray is, you know, one he's of the pioneers. Legend, man. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the pioneers for this side of the world of fighting. He's like one I, of those you would have been asked for a photo for. Well, yeah, like right. Jason <laughs> Sadie, <Sonny>, same <laughs> yeah. thing. I still, you still remember these times? You asked me, hey man, like when Jason Sadie was big time, and I was about to leave for Oz. I was twenty. 21, uh, 2021, and I saw him. I said, Oh, man, can I get a photo of you? You know, that was the last time I saw Jay. Then I saw him after and I started fighting. And so, yeah, it was to fight Ray. And, you know, like I said, there was no training camp. A lot of the fights, there was no training camp against, um, that's why my record was shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, but fuck you. A lot of times. Every so. single dude, man. Yeah. Like, you fought everyone. In K1, you fought Hoost, Labana. You fought Labana three times, eh? Yeah, me and him had a sort of, people say it's a rival, but you know, he got me most of the time. The thing is, I got him when it mattered. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Hey, I got you when it mattered. You know, I respect that guy because, you know, he's like me. He's a fighter and he comes to fight. And uh, he comes and he gives respect where it's due. You got to earn your stripes in this, in this battle. Yeah, you know that, eh? As a fighter, everyone gives you respect if you earn that shit. With the banner, you, um, correct me if I'm wrong with this, with the, with the thing. You, you had just gone into the K1 and then you know in, the, in K1 you used to have to go and sit next if you drew the ball or whatever you had to go yeah. and sit next to who you wanted and he beat you the year before and then you opted to fight him again yeah am I correct with that 
Yeah, because there was like because it's eight man. It's a it's a three fight uh, tournament. So there's sixteen. Uh, sorry, eight fighters. So you get two sides to choose from, an A side and a B side. So you know, first person um, Jerome went up to one side. He picked this spot to get where he can get to the repertoire to get to the next to the finals. And um, Nicholas Pettis was the next one. So he chose the other side. So I couldn't choose um, this side, even though he would have been the better, the easier fight. I shouldn't say that, but I didn't he choose him. He matched up better with you. Yeah. You know, because Jerome was the favorite, but I picked Jerome because I wanted a rematch, but not only that, I was out on the piss with this guy the night before. <laughs> oh, with the other guy. So I couldn't go and pick him because like, fuck, I was just, we were just, you know, we were on the piss, I was hammering him. Rude. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you fucking cut, hey. <laughs> I was on the trip with him and I was going, you fucking dog, hey, this guy. We were hammering each other the whole night and we were up till three in the morning and then, you know, we got back, we had to go do the, do the, do the, and you're trying well, to stretch true, it. Yeah, 100%. You can't go and, you know, basically, you're just making fun of the no night before. So that's why I didn't choose that side because we were just. So that's the actual story because I hear it all the time, you know, like why you picked Labana. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder why I picked Labana because it was like, Mark is not going to let me down. He's going to have a good story. And we were yeah. out the night before at Rapongi, me and this cat, and just kind of, yeah, and I told that cunt, fuck yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't really go, you know, No, that's very rude. It's rude. It's, it's not very, rude. very rude. Even though it would have been good for my career. But I think the Japanese like that because they go, this guy is either crazy or he doesn't give a fuck. He put <laughs> yeah. the strongest guy on the tournament because, well, you lost to him first, but he's trying to test him again. I mean, but that's probably why, but... Um, um, the, the Japanese folks like me because I'm kind of weird like them but still I, th- I think also like and this is another fanboy moment it's like you're, you're especially in your, your early in your career you're always the underdog you're always the underdog and, and you just came you brought the fight and then you'd get up and <laughs> the crowd would love it even today but that's like, how it is I mean I, I, underdogs and you just I, walk in there and do your thing yeah I think that's just how it, how it is with a fight I think uh, that's cool I think that's how it should be I mean a fighter should just go and fight like you said it's not about money it's about what you bring to the table and why people should pay to watch you mm. <clears throat> and I mean it's not like I want to I mean I hear people complaining about life I think fighting is like life you, you get knocked down a few times what are you just going to I hear people complain about it all the time I mean are you just going to sit down or are you going to get the fuck up yeah, Otherwise, shut the fuck up or get up. One of the two, <laughs> either or. Because <laughs> in in you, you fought, so you fought because you fought every. Let, let me go back. When you fought Sefu, have you seen the Ray Sefu fight? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? Who, the that's Ray? not how you do it though. Who, who have you seen the Ray yeah. Sefu? Yeah. Hey, that's who not how you do it, that's, that's you know that's not the size of, of boxing, no, no, the size no. of fighting. But, but you don't get hit in the head. But I was like, bro, like I just explained to you, I was on the piss and tracking, you know, on the shit before that, three weeks before that, I had zero cardio. What am I gonna do? Fuck! I'm fucked up. Go on then. <laughs> That's all I could do. I had nothing else. I was, I was, I was tired, yeah, but, mate. But you know? you know what, Mark? There's like seven billion people on the planet, and there'd be like four, maybe, Sefu, you, and I don't know some other two that I don't know about that would do what you did. Well, that's just two freshies going hard. You just, hey, man, fuck! I'm tired. Fuck it, hit me. <laughs> that's how we do it. You know, he I mean, sucks. Did um, did uh, you land good ones on him? In that, in that exchange do you feel well look man I don't know I was getting fucking battered I was like ah oh, fuck it you know it was one of those moments because like I said I, you're talking about I was I was green to the scene you know that's that's Ray Seffles he was in there before anybody was and Jason's oh Jason was before and I'm just coming in fresh I'm just new I'm just um, green and I was like what is this oh man I made it to the big time oh yeah it's a time I didn't know you know I was green you earned a lot of people's respect though <laughs> well, yeah, man, I got to, I got the chance to move on too. I actually, yeah. um, you know, Ray couldn't continue his eye. He I couldn't continue the, why, Mark? Because his eye was closing from yeah. that fight, eh? From your yeah. fight. And I was like, oh yeah, sweet. 
I don't know, I was a bit rattled, but I guess you won. <laughs> well, yeah, then I got to go into the next fight and fight the next <laughs> guy, which so was who cool. really won. <laughs> well, hey, man, the next year I won the world title, and I'm the only guy this side of the door, yeah. ever, 100%. because that there's no more. But end of the day, I mean, it's a it's a it's a moment, like I said, with these opportunities, like with photos and everything, you got to take it while it's there. And uh, might not come again. One of the things that really impressed me, Mark, was when you won the K1 Grand Prix. Was when you did the Running Man. Straight. That, that was very, very impressive. That <laughs> well, I dance. So I was like, "Fuck it, I won't do that." <laughs> no, but that that was that was a massive. Because um, when you won it, like, f- like going back to what I was saying before, so so financially, there that was was that your first time that you made a substantial sum of money from fighting. That you went, bucks, yeah, yeah. The thing is. People forget, like I said, if, even if you made a million dollars, probably double back then, you think about it, you got to pay all sorts of shit that goes with it. People say, you make this amount of money, you make this. Well, straight away, if, he says, if he's making a million bucks, half that straight away, because taxes takes over half. Then you half that again because your training partners, everything, and all your shit costs money. You come down to making a little bit, and then you've got camp coming up for another fight. You know, everything costs money these days, and people say, you just made fucking blah, blah, this much. What are you talking about, man? Everything costs money. Everyone's got to pay. You got to, because people that help you got to pay for their lives as well. They've got families. They've got mortgages. You know, you help a lot of people with your journey. So I mean, I don't know. It take, it's taken me a long time. You know, I mean, I've, I've had a few people to help. I mean, Mal financially helps me with my stuff. It's it's it's. Uh, and I was in a, a lot of mess. I've been ripped off so many times. What's by that shitty like? managers. What's that? What's that world like with management? And because we just had we had Rob's manager on the podcast. I think it was last one. Yeah. And um, like I, I don't know, maybe some people probably watched it and went, oh, "Fucking, where's he talk? Where's the manager talk?" But then when you get a good manager, when you get a good manager, very, know, very rare, and very so, yeah, like very so, hard to get someone a good manager. A lot of yeah. managers are just take your money. I mean, anyway, at the end of the day, people got to get it right. It's not, it's not the manager that's the boss. The boss is the fighter. In this, yeah. in this case, it's the fighter. It should come with like the promotion, the fighter, the manager. It doesn't go the other way around. A lot of the fighters these days, the young guys, oh man, he's got me there. He's got, he's got me here. No, you've got yourself there. He's 100%. just helping you with 100%. other stuff. At the end of the day, with management, you get your managers to go look for sponsors, whatever. They get what they pay, and they get twenty percent of what they bring in. So if they're bringing you on a sponsor for five hundred thousand dollars, they're getting twenty percent of it because they've earned that because mm. they went and got it for you. So fighters, the young fighters, need to understand that they are the bosses of their of their of their ship, not. I've heard a lot of stories around with footy players and everything, but in the day, they're the bosses. They've got to realize that. 100%. 100%. Um, what's, a, what's I, I don't know, I'm just curious when you, not, not necessarily having to give specifics, but um, for young fighters, what's some of the things that happen with management? Like what, what's They rip you off. You know, my first work contract I signed for, for K1, you know, I, before I went into that competition, if you win this, open checkbook. You know, the prize money was 400,000. Open check was like, open check. Oh, shit, man, I could be a, you know, rich ass. I won the first fight, knocked out uh, Labana. And I, That's in that time when you picked him, yeah. Yeah, and then I was at the, we were fighting. You know, the man, the man one of the managers come in over this. How the fuck did he become manager? How did, how did Tarek come in to be my management? I just got you $40,000 for that knockout. Hey, since when were you my manager? You know, it's, it's in the contract. He's like, you don't, you don't know. These, these things, unless you're in, the, you look at the contract. You gotta look at your contracts, probably. And I was like, oh, okay, another forty going great. The next fight, he, uh, the manager's sorry, coming. Can you, can you? Sorry, Mark, to do this. Just let's go back one little bit. Yeah. You knocked out Labana, and a new manager comes in. Well, a manager. He wasn't new. He was always my manager. 
But it, it, uh, when you sign a contract, at that stage, I mean, it's oh, it stipulated that there was a bonus. No, no, it's stipulated because he had run the Oceana and he put in his contracts that if you win this tournament, he's your manager. So it goes for the promotion to the guy that that guy that signed it to your manager to you. So you know, it becomes a line. And I was like this. I didn't realize he was part of my management, my part of my line of, of feeding. And I didn't realize he walked in and said, I've just got you $40,000 for that knockout. Where did you come from? <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> slipped it into the contract. <laughs> How did you become part of my management team? And I was like, I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet, $40,000. And, um, and, then, and then the next fight, my manager was like, oh, Dixon, we was raised manager at the time. Yep, yep. You're 500,000, Mark, 500,000 win the tournament. Fuck. It was just open chip. Now it's five hundred thousand. I won the next guy. He come back goes, mate, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred fifty. I'm like, this is all when all this shit's happening. I'm again. It went from open checkbook five hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand a fight. When I actually sat down at the table with uh with the other promoter for mm. for, for 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 a new contract for my first work contract ever, a letter uh, a paper comes over, sixty thousand US dollars per fight. Oh, you know, I just won over a million dollars. I'm 27 years old. Um, I got a I got a piece of paper that says you're 60,000 US a fight. It was triple back then. Yeah, this was like early 2000s. And yeah. I'm like, this, oh shit, that's heaps. So this guy has just pocketed probably 100 grand when I could. I, I think maybe I should have been making 100, 200 grand. He's pocketed. So this manager here has said to the, this guy here said to this guy, if you get in for 60 grand, I'll give you 100 grand. Or I'll give you this. It's weird how it works because the TV company will give this guy, the TV company is saying, okay, I'll give you the promotion a million bucks. The boss, the person goes, oh, okay, a million bucks. He goes to their management, the global management goes, oh, can you get him for um, $200,000? So he's made 300000 already. This guy goes to you or you know, the, the guy after him is 60000 a pop. So you've lost all this money. It comes down the line. It's ridiculous. And that's why I went on. So my first work contract, I signed... Six fight, fights a year, I think it was, six, uh, 60,000. Who's this with? With K1. Yeah. 250,000 uh, uh, a year, US. For me, that was heaps. A year? A year, because six fights or five fights, yeah. whatever it was. For me, it was. I was like, shit, that's pretty good, man. Because I didn't know about when you're, taxes. Yeah, when you're young. I didn't you know, know about shit, taxes. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about nothing. I just when thought I'm rich. Yeah, whenever you fight, you're only leaving like with yourself, Beth, a third of that. Like a third of that is in your pocket. People no. don't know this. I mean, you got to explain to these guys because they think they got, oh man, I just made $250,000. Well, no, motherfucker, you didn't. <laughs> you made half of that and even half of that because you've got a whole crew to look after. Plus, you've got to pay your taxes. The Uncle Sam don't muck around. Yeah, no. no. You don't want to pay around Uncle Sam, you come and pull your pants down. <laughs> it's hey, where's my money, boy? Oh. Yes, a master. What do you, what do you, you, know, just, you know, you don't muck around. Eh? You don't want them knocking on your door. You don't want uh, the, you know, you want the, you don't want uh, the tax man knocking on your door. Just pay your fare, man. Pay your fare. That's all I say. And I think uh, when you're a young guy and you don't come from a lot of money, like there's, well, there's not even a question. Like you know, when people say, and I, I work with young football players as well, work with other young fighters, and dude, this dude, like there's dudes that if you said to them, well, I'll give you three fights, fight for the UFC and I'll give you 50 grand for the year, they'd take it. Because they've never seen 50 grand in their life. Yeah, I hear I'm the same. I came from, from, from zero and I, and that's what happens. You don't know these things. No one helps year. you. Yeah. yeah. 
That was back then, but no one helps you with, with no one saying to you. If there was a guys like in the front of us saying like this, oh man, this is how you do things. This is how you do it. You want a hand? I can help you. Texas, I can put you the right people to help you. They just come they, and they got help a you. basic business course. I didn't know what tax was. I didn't. I didn't know what tax was until I was like twenty one. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you got to jump on me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm 43 and I'm still trying to do this. Hey, man, where you got famous this for, you know? Yeah, like, it's just, it's just, yeah. And then young fighters, they come out of the sticks. Like in the US or out here in Australia, we have a lot of guys come out of the sticks and they, they see these guys in the lights and think, oh, this guy's earning millions of dollars, I'm going to get that. And then it's it's a total <laughs> farce and all they're selling you is the dream. But the thing is, in reality, when you come there and you're sitting, like I said, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of fans hit me up and say, oh, man, I want to be the best fighter. I've had over a thousand street fights. You sure it's not ten thousand street fights? You know they, they always come with these stories. <laughs> like, hey man, what about ten thousand and one? You know they come with these stories. And I said, oh, okay, have you had one actual fight? I understand they try to make the connection, but there's no connection with with street fighting and actual being a martial artist. The martial artist is like a guy that goes, oh, you get up every day, get your your ass in the gym, bust your ass in the gym every day. One's a profession, and you get yeah, it's 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 a. You know, you, you got to take your heads off for the guys that go to work with you. It's not an easy thing to do. And being a martial is the same thing. So I tell these guys, just have about five fights before you throw all your eggs in one basket. Because 5% will make it. 95% will fall to the wayside. Uh, and I was talking, I've, I've spoken to Fab about this a lot of time. And it's not, it's like the fighting part, as hard as it is, like being in the octagon and it's trading. The best, that's the, the easiest, easiest. That's the easiest it's part. The easiest like you're, part. You're there, you're barely even thinking. You're just doing what comes naturally to you. It's all the crap around it. It's the lead up, the the people trying to get in the ear weeks out. It's all the training you got to do to get in. That's the hard part. That's what separates us that's, from street fighters. Can you well, that's, speak? that's the champ of the world here talking right there. <laughs> you heard that. That's exactly right. You know? Can you speak on that, Rob, a little bit about like, because you're a young guy, you're 27 years old, and the mm. transition between... I mean, your background, which you didn't come from money or anything. Actually, the, there was a rumor when, when you, know, you know, when I had the wrestling school, you know, when I had the grappling school in Miller. Yeah. And he was like coming up and people go, you should get Rob to, to train with you. And I, I was like, man, the gym's here. You can train if he wants to. Doesn't have to. I don't care. And he was, you would have been 18, 19. They go to me, you know, his dad is super rich. He uh, lives on the waterfront in Menai and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, who cares? You know, but... He, he did live in Menai. He did live in Menai, but we live in Housing Commission, man. Like, still live there. <laughs> so it wasn't well, wrong with Housing Commission, man. <laughs> no, but, but it, yeah, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the rumor that they Very said. different rumor. <laughs> People um, always make the, shit up. The story, like, so for example, so you come from that kind of background as well, and then you went from that to, now you're the champion of the world at 27 years old. Can you, how do you mitigate these all the stuff that Mark was talking about, and I guess both of you in different perspectives, because you you were same age, you were world champion. Yeah, but that, I started late though. The yeah. thing is, with the, I was world champion at your age, the same as you, yeah. but different sport. But I think the thing is, um, I didn't have a good team around me. You do. I was going to have a good team around you. Yeah. I, I think you got you had it really hard because I, fortunate enough for me, I've been blessed with a bunch of dudes that have like uh, that I have around me yeah. that genuinely look after me. That's what's important right here. You just mentioned that. You know, yes. Champion of the World just said, you got to have a good team to help you. That's what's really important. The difference here is he's met a group of guys that help him with everything. Well, there's, there's two mm. there's two different guys and then they're across all the fighters is there's, there's the one guy that wants to help you to help himself and then there's the other guy that wants to help you because I like you, because you're my friend. Because he doesn't need money to, or you yeah, yeah, meet those guys. I don't yeah. want you to do good. And yeah. and the separation between those two is massive because when, when one's doing well, 
everyone's his mate everyone's there and it's like yeah we Friends got you always ringing. yeah 100% and then and then you have you have three back to uh, three uh, two back to back fights I've been there like you've been there where like literally the next fight is like you not having a job anymore and all of a sudden there's, there's no more phone calls there's no more friends yep. everyone's pointing the finger how saying, quick does that happen Rob? Over, overnight overnight Is that, I, was it that bad I, for you as well I kid you not I lost my second fight in a row and I stopped I didn't get a single message not a single email that, but from, that's literally that quick from my team from my manager nothing no replies nothing like overnight that was against Thompson Thompson after I lost that fight I just everyone just stopped, stopped contact and that's when I sat, I sat back down and I, I reassessed everything yeah. and had to put everything back together because I was spending too much time overseas and had to fix it all. And that's, that's, that's the, that was like the slow progression back upwards. Nice. Yeah. And, and for you, Mark, did you experience things like that? Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm always um, pretty much doing my own thing these days. I don't do things for other people anymore. I do things for myself. I try to do things for my family and myself. And I mean, I'm, I've got the worst record in history. I'm the oldest fighter in the universe. I'm suing the years. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on with me. And like people say, you shouldn't be this, you're too fat to this. Man, stuff these guys. I don't even worry about these guys. I never had people calling me anyway. I mean, um, I've been through all the traps with, of money, gambling issues, all that shit. End of the day, I mean, um, it's you that looks yourself in the mirror and you make the choices. If you've got family, it's you that make the choice for your family. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So, I mean, like I said, um, I'm one of those guys you got to kill, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, like uh, I like the DS saying, "Kill or be killed, baby." I'm in there, hundred. I'm, I'm running and gunning, baby. Motherfucker. That's what I was, I was trying to mention like earlier. Is just that it's everything surrounding the fights that is the hardest part to get there. Yeah. It's like some days we don't have good days. Some days you don't feel so happy. Some sometimes something bad happens during the prep and, and you're depressed or sometimes after a fight you've just lost, you're literally depressed this, and you don't want to get back in the gym. That's 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 something for a lot of the footy players that, that, that are not performing. A lot of them so you know, it goes back to an issue like you just said, it could be an issue with financial or something. There's always if your mind is clear for fighting, then it's clear for fighting, you're doing well. If your mind is clouded with with financial issues or everything else then you're not going to perform 100% you know if you're worried about if, if a young footy player is worried about his finances then you got to go to the source of their finance um, my, my main counsels a lot of footy players too but and he asked me about that I said dude if they got if they're not performing they got to worries about money ask them themselves that where their money is going their money they know where it's going they know the answers themselves because they know where their money is going who's going and nine times out of ten it's their manager taking their money and you talk to the manager like that, you know, he's always got the excuses. It's always ex an excuse. It's like, you know, when kids make excuses to do stuffing. You gotta snap them out of it. That's all, you know. I think you know, all the stuff you say when we discuss stuff with Rob, like a lot of the stuff in particular that just saying then is like, that's like with that, we, with, with Rob, my, my background's in teaching and teaching at TAFE in particular. So I'm not necessarily from a martial arts, I, I do martial arts obviously, but that's not my thing. So we look at like skill gap development and yeah. skill gap closing skill gaps. So I mean, I've spoken about it a million times before and it's exactly what you're saying. So you might sit down with someone and go, well, you can fight. You can obviously fight. That's not the question. Why aren't you performing? And you might not be performing because you have an argument with your missus and you have an argument with your missus. Done it, I've done it many times. Probably like you have done many times, man. I, your mind is clouded. You're not in there. You know, pure example, Mexico. You know, oh, I, when you fought at altitude. You know, I had, Mexico, pure example, wife brings up, oh, you fuck it, I'm getting a divorce. 
week out for the few days for the Your fight. current wife? My wife now. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I'm fucking here starving for three and a half weeks. No carbs for three and a half weeks. We're trying to kill each other. And uh, you know, I've got an a, a interim fight coming up and you're talking about divorce? What the fuck? Yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd fucking take the gem out of your donut. Shit like that, that comes good. to you and you're like, you know, you can see it and it doesn't, you're like, holy shit, your, your mind gets fucked up. Like, I was in the worst headspace ever. Did an interview here one and I was like, man, I just wanted to, just wanted to die. It's like, fuck, I'm going to die. <laughs> well, wait till tomorrow you can get, die and get some money. <laughs> no, it's 100% like, when I was overseas, I was overseas for a massive block of training and TriStar and whatnot. And fight week, like people are interviews are like asking me like hey, what do you think of this fight what do you think it's like man i just want to go home like i i miss home i haven't been home in so long i just want to go home and it's like you can't so. you can't fight someone to the death <laughs> with with the thoughts of you wanting to go home it's like yeah. how and people forget i think like with athletes fighters whatever you forget like these people are human beings you're susceptible to anything that makes you sad you're susceptible to all yeah. temptations of the human flesh yes you're susceptible Correct. to any sort of addiction any sort of anything yeah. that anyone else is susceptible to and the, i think the worst part for you guys is being that you're you know physically tough guys people look at you and go no you <laughs> yeah you shouldn't feel that shit yeah. You know, well, how come you're upset that your wife wanted to divorce you? And you're like, yeah. why the fuck do you think? You know, you're not allowed you get to get homesick. You're not allowed to get homesick. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of shit you're not allowed to do. Hey, wait a minute. Um, I bleed like you, so I must. You must be able to be killed. <laughs> you bleed. Like it's uh, it's people just got the wrong mentality about shit. You're supposed to be a, some sort of, uh, you know, entity that doesn't feel any of that shit. Yeah. Like so uh, tough guys. I, you know, like <laughs> I'm drunk. I'll get to kill you. You know, fuck. Come on, bro. What's um? What's the sorry, Rob? Say no. We were just saying when you when you mentioned like about the finances affecting mental stuff. And that's a, that's a, that's a massive problem I think we have with a lot of their young dudes trying to break it's into true. the scene. It's like, and when I spoke to Fab at the beginning, I had these problems and he understood these problems and we tried to mitigate them and and work away around them to a point where I was comfortable with with you know accountants and, and financing and, and working working plans outside of fighting so that because it came down to it like for a big block like for years and you would have been there too it's like i reached, reached out to you i remember reaching out to you because some people said to friends were, oh man is, is everything looked up is, is everything he's got yeah. is being looked after i reached out to a lot of the boys and said oh man i got people that write people for help for this and that but you know you got good guys to help you around yeah. but it's but hard sometimes you know you, you you'd get this as well it's like um when when for a big chunk I'm literally fighting for my living. You are. I have paycheck to paycheck is what it is. Yeah, like I have a mortgage, and and if I don't if I don't win this fight, I like I'm going to be struggling for the next four months. I've been I'm, I'm being there many times. It happens. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, if I get injured, thing. I'm fighting injured. Like, <laughs> that's I'm, the same like I me. Need this check. Like, that's <laughs> the same. That's exactly the same. But that's the thing that the, the younger guys you don't want them to get there. No, yes, I. And I'm 43 and I'm still fighting. I mean, I love fighting and I'm still. You know, competing with the young, young guys, you know, I just, people say, it's you all this, that. Hey man, I'm not passing up two, three million dollars for, for your dumb ass, you know, I'm gonna, I wouldn't be able to get that anywhere else. Well, yeah. I remember after you lost to Thompson, you're gonna fight Mike Rhodes. And I remember back in the TP gym and we were on the mats and we were just talking and I asked you what, what you were gonna do I go like, what do you do? Well, what happens if you lose this third fight? And this is, cause I hadn't, we hadn't started, look, I'd, I was at the gym there and I'd coach a little bit, but I wasn't like working with him with like what I actually do, which is like teaching and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember you saying to me, if I lose this fight, I'm gonna get back on the tools, <laughs> yeah. right? 
Because I was a, I was a Sparky. A terrible one too. <laughs> I was a terrible a fucking Sparky. shit Sparky. Like apprentice Sparky. And I put my job on hold. Like I, I took leave without pay for like a year and a half. And, and, and while I was in the UFC and, and that's exactly that was my fallback plan <laughs> it's like and I, I remember I remember and then he won the fight with Rhodes and then that's when we started talking and it just like like I, I don't know like I don't know yell at a safe word if I um, if I'm saying stuff I'm not meant to say you know but I remember sitting down and looking at it not not and this is what a lot of people don't get like my I, I might have an opinion on a fight but that's not really my role with Rob but I, was sit, I sat down with him and I was like, all right, let's have a look at like who your accountant is, who your this person, you know, whatever. And like it came out like a, a, a zero on, on all the fronts, you know. And then like, so then you start to think, well, then you've got to, you're going to have taxes you're going to have to pay. Do that? Yeah. yeah. Accountability, that's so good. That's why he, he has good rapport because that's why Rob or any other fighter top here needs someone like yourself or someone to help them because they don't know. You, you remember when? They don't know. You remember back I in the days when you do your tax online? I was like, just click it. No, I didn't even know what that was online. I was like, like oh no, it'll be all sweet. What the? Fuck? And you get the knock on the door, the phone call. Yeah, it's oh, our money, mate. boy. First, first <laughs> At least you had that, that idea. You know? First thing, when I spoke to you know uh, my, my accountant now, best dude. He's a great accountant, by the way. First, first thing he said is like, send me some money. No, <laughs> first, first, first thing he said to me, he goes, so you've earned this much and you haven't paid tax ever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and he goes. You're gonna have to save some money. Because <laughs> this is honest. Yeah, this yeah, is honest. You're gonna have to save some away now, mate. I was like, but no, it's like I said, we got we got together. He just, you know, Fab doesn't do himself justice, but as a teacher, he, he facilitates the learning. Yep, and, and that's exactly what he did to me. He 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 found out a way for me to learn and, so that, and to hit these goals. And that's and how just, that's how you become a better fighter. And they said, oh man, I don't have to worry about that financially. Yeah. All that stuff, the tax percent. He got you because you sat there and talked about it and something, probably some other coach just worried about making you drill shit. He's worried about your life. 100%, you. 100%. We, but, but we, That's what's we, important. We're also lucky in that we had, we have a lot of very good coaches yeah. for him technically. You know what I mean? So yeah. he, he'd been very well coached for a long time by Henry. Um, then we had Alex and, you know, we had so many good coaches. But that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. important if your life for me a long time I was worried about my other side because I was too busy doing you know no one worried about you financially how everything was you just had to wing it yeah you can't switch it off and then when people come and ask you this question you're like this oh what is that yeah the fuck you mean what is that what is that 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 yeah. he's like um it's like the, the fighter and the man aren't two different people you know you can't switch those off they're directly relevant the, to the each other, other the other thing is like when you do like a, a like and I, I use this example all the time and I'll probably use this example on the podcast about a hundred times but I'll use it again like <laughs> as, as a teacher you sit, you're talking say you're talking about like the Bolivian economy with someone and then you say alright that's great this is awesome here Mark write you know not Mark whoever write an essay for me about it and I'll come back and I'll read the essay and the essay's shit and I'll go you're a dumbass take zero <laughs> here's zero but then if I sit down and I talk to you about it again, yeah, again, you're, you're, you know everything. Then I realize it's not a subject content problem. It's an English comprehension problem. You can't structure a sentence or a paragraph. And if I look at either one of you, this is what I meant before, is like you both can fight. There's no, that, that's not the problem. You can both fight. Hmm. The, the question now becomes, what are the other things that are blocking that? Affecting you. Yeah. Yes. Well, exactly. We just uh, you know, put our finger on. Everything else, if everything else in your life is going wrong, like, you know, 
marriage or finances, then your performing is not up to peak. When you were speaking, yeah. you were speaking in the book. Oh, I don't know if I can I bring stuff up from the book. No, the book's out there, so everyone knows my shit. Yeah, I've got one on most of it here. So yeah, you know, elaborate. Go ahead. Um, in the book, you spoke about. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm paraphrasing it and whatnot, um, you spoke about you were in uh, gambling. Yeah, and and you were also uh, I was hooked on, on on drugs as well. Well, sometimes I mean, I, I was my mate was I've been doing drugs a whole my whole not like 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 not like gambling not like addiction but um it'd be like when you go out drink, partying you know but did you say in the book was this your book or someone else's book I can't remember now that you 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 had a whole bunch of drugs and you were gonna sell it or hold it for someone well, and you, mate, you just said fuck it and took them anyways my mate was a dealer and he said to me oh, I can triple your money you give me 60 grand I'll triple your money in three months or whatever the bucket and I was like oh you know I was high on ice I was like oh yeah sweet oh cheer bro high on high on ice I was already smoking it was crystal meth there shit you know like <laughs> but the thing the thing about crystal meth is is, is like it's, it's a bullshit drug what year was this mark um it was after I won the K1 it's probably 2003 4 so this is you were fighting you were fighting <laughs> Vanderlei and those dudes I was still smoking and drinking when I won the world title I had to stop 8 weeks and then I won the world title so I was still doing that you, shit you were smoking ice uh, crystal <laughs> meth is what they pee they call in New Zealand but is that the same as ice yeah, same shit. So you were smoking crystal meth up and eight weeks before you won the K1 world title. No, that was after. It was after. Yeah, yeah. I was smoking cigarettes and and still partying. When you fought Vandalay and Yoshida and that, were you smoking crystal meth? Not in, not in, not, not in the here. lead up. I was in New Zealand, not in the lead up. Yeah, I was probably in New Zealand at that time. So yeah, but my man was a dealer. And um, you know, he said you could triple your your, your trip. I give you give me sixty grand, and I'll triple it. And 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 I was like, I think I spent sixty grand twenty. But I said, you know, I said I I just end up smoking it with them. We just spend three four days just in there. You smoke sixty grand worth. Well, not all of it. It was just <laughs> it was just three days of of because uh, you stay up. All it does is just makes you stay up. Well, I just, I didn't think anything wrong. I mean, I just thought I'm just I just feel clear. I just can think properly. You know, I was first time I had it. I was wasted as, and then my mate goes, "Oh, here, smoke this." I was like, "What is this shit?" Yeah, I tried it. Fuck, it was like a workout. Like from a twelve-hour sleep, I was like, "It's holy shit!" And I can I said, "What is that?" And he said, "Blah blah." Then the next three four days, I was in there smoking that shit. It's and rubbish though. It's the, it's just rubbish. Drugs are just rubbish. For me, I ended up I knew that anyway, but I just it was just doing that shit. I said, "I want to try that," and I mean. I'm never gonna try heroin because you know they say it's really addictive and shit. But you know I've, I've tried crystal meth. I've done the same thing. It's in my book. Everything's in the book. So, and and then your gambling addiction that I, uh, that I read about, like how yeah. how bad were you in the gambling? Bad. Well, I mean, I was spending the last time I spent big time online was I spent 380 grand online. Online? Yeah, online you can bet like 1600. Like poker and stuff. No, no, gaming just you know like pogies. So there was a you can do pokies online. Yeah, on the computer. Yeah, there was a game called. Uh, fuck, that's insane. There was dude. a game called Gladiator, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> Russell Crowe, the prick." Russell Crowe, man, I was, he was the Gladiator, and every time, because the max bet is like sixteen hundred bucks. So I, every three days, I put fifty grand over. I spent three hundred eighty grand while I was writing the book. While you were writing the book. I would go training. I was training for the steep fight, so I'd go training, come sit, uh, talk with Ben for a while, and go in there and 
get back to training. <laughs> you know, oh. yeah. It's not in the book, but you know, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of shit not in the book. <laughs> Fuck, so, yeah. but the Stipe fights, uh, that was when you fought Hester, wasn't it? Was it? I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it was. That's yeah. when I got fucked four, up. Four years ago? It was a while ago, I got fucked up big time, man. What? And But you never fucking stopped in the, like... I got fucked up. I I had I lost 11 kilos there before the fight, and I got fucked up. And it just gave me a good wake-up call with Steve Page. I said, mate, bro, don't come around here with that shit. <laughs> like, oh, right now, bro, he got me. <laughs> was he... What was Steve like in there? He's a nice guy, but as a fighter, he did his job. You know, I had nothing... No resistance at all, man. I had 11 kilos day before the fight. It's not easy, man. 11 was, kilos was, day before. Was, was that the one yeah. where you were in that tent? Yeah. Leading that fucking it? tent, man. Yeah. That little fucking tent. I, was, and I, like, I remember seeing it. I was like, fuck. I was delirious, bro. I was in the hallways of the yeah. I was like, I was fucked like, up, man. <laughs> I was looking at you and I was like, this guy's going to get fucked up. <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just thinking like, you're a big guy. And if you were in the tent trying to cut weight, like that's... That's hard. You must have to cut a decent amount of weight. And I was like, that's going to be a hard recovery. How did you no get recovery. that out of shape? I fucked up, man. Like I said, I was still in the process of learning, you know, training camps. I came from a kickboxing background. There's no camp. You just do go to the gym twice a day, kick pads. You know, you don't, you don't think about all, all that shit about training partners and eating right and everything. I came from the old school, man. It's like, get in there and bust your ass. It, there was no science to it. It's funny that, though, that like I've noticed, like, hey, in at the later end of your career, like in the last year or two, like you, you've come in looking good. Well, like, better than normal because yeah. before I was coming in like 140 something and I was like this, man, people, like I said, I didn't know how to, no one taught me how to do all this shit. You know, when you saw me with Steve, he was trying to learn me how to do all this shit. And I'm like, fuck. But I just wasn't. Oh, with Steve Oliver. Yeah, I wasn't interested in learning. I was too busy gaming. He he almost broke my neck at your house and I considered suing you. <laughs> me? Fuck that I really broke my arm. <laughs> fucking hell, this guy. Almost, I'm like, fucking hell. He almost so, broke my neck, man. Yeah, I can right. fucking picture myself like. Zzz, like. <laughs> so this guy was, Steve was, you know, we were in the plane. I was playing games and every time. Yeah, I, the guys would call me for training with Mark Sonny because oh Mark, come, come, you know, he's busy. Come to training, Mark. I said, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the games in the back and find the home. I'm sick. <laughs> you know, I was doing, like I said, I was doing a lot of shit I shouldn't be doing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad I survived all that shit to now. I'm still here. <laughs> you know. So, so you, you, um, when you when you fought <laughs> Stipe. Did you know before the fight that it was going to happen? Or did you think, Man, fuck, I'll I knew, knock this guy out? If I knew I was going to get the worst hiding of my life, I would have wouldn't I would have, I would have done everything not to be there. It was like the worst night in the office. I got smashed to the days. I mean, I thought I, I, I could have died in hospital. That's why I want to give it to that guy. I want to go fight him again, give it to the break. You know? how, how, what, what happened? Because I'm not... Well, you know, when you cut weight, there's no resistance. I couldn't even stop a takedown. I mean, I, I mean, I... You I mean, order anybody, no muscle. Man, no the, the big thing with the wake milk up. What? To recovery. Afterwards, I had a chocolate milk and then I thought I was full. Then 30 seconds into the fight. Fuck. 30 seconds into the fight, I was, I, I, you know, our first, you know, the first encounter strike. Oh, man, I was gassed. I was like, first, and I was like, oh, bro, you got to be fucked up now. I was like, oh, shit. A, a bad cut will send you to hell, dude. Like. There, there was nothing in the body, no glycogen. There was nothing in the body for, to make the muscles work. It's just chocolate milk. I'm, I'm going to come back to the chocolate milk in a second. <laughs> Fucking um, chocolate milk, man. <laughs> Fucking chocolate milk. Don't, don't talk. Don't, I don't, not no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. The, the thing I'm going to say, the thing, like, what a lot of people don't understand, like, your brain, it just sits in water. Like, if you don't have... 
when people don't rehydrate properly, like the, the but chances. But you as a wrestler, you know. You know how all the, the weight cuts, because all the guys weight cut hard, and you know, yourself as a wrestler, you know, straight up, weight cutting is hard. And like I said, I came from a background where you didn't have to weight cut. You can go as fat as you like. But you see, I had to start cutting weight. I'm not a really big guy in stature wise, but man, I'm, I'm real heavy ass. But yeah, heavy ass, but when you go to the weight cut, I've never known exactly how to do it. People say you got a water load. I did water loading for that fight, this TP, but I, I didn't drink all the water. I just stopped at a certain time. I said, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to go and do some running or something. But Mark, what? And I'm not taking what? a piece. I'm, oh, sorry, go on. No, like with the, with the water thing and then your brain sitting in water. When I was, I used to cut down to 77 and like out of season, I'd walk around 94. <laughs> Holy shit, and so you hate fucking saunas like me. Oh, 20 something kilos. Oh, fuck, that's the worst, it, bro. I've done crazy cuts. And when I was a, when I, when I fought at 77, I used to get rocked fuck. every time. Like, I'd get, you know when you get a big flash of white? Yeah. When, when our heads would Just connect, I'd get a flash on of off. white. Or I'd get rocked or I'd get, you know, where you get dropped straight away, but you're back instantly. Like, that would happen all the time. It happened to me, like, almost every fight. And, um, Fuck, that's a huge cut. That's twenty something kilograms, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then oh, I moved up shit. to I moved up to middleweight, and I've been hit by bombs and nothing now. Because that's your, man. People cut from that because your big guy cut from that to that. It's not your natural weight. No. People don't understand. You know, they say he's like a small middleweight. He walks around at ninety eight kilos, 97, 98 kilos, yeah. and he's lean. That's not a small. <laughs> it's, it's a hard. I'm telling you, bro. It's a hard cut for you, man. That, that, that cut. Yeah. Man, I did 21 kilograms in three and a half weeks without no carbs. That was, that was the hardest cut of my life. I was like, well, the steeper was the hardest, but that was a hard cut. Mm. Man, I was like, but I didn't, you know, all the shit that you guys know about wrestling stuff, you have to learn these things, this shit. You need to oh, learn it's about a, it's cutting weight. It's, it's a science, eh? Man, I, I used to sweat hard, man, to come into thinking, fuck, I'm worried about my weight. Didn't do this, didn't do this, you know, I, next minute. I learned the hard way too. I did real dumb cuts, real dumb rehydration programs. I did like liquid diet. I did water load. Yeah, like I did Hot water load wrong a couple of times. Like ugh, the bath. Oh my god, I hate the bath. I hate all that shit. I, <laughs> I, I hate hot water just generally. But when I'm sitting there in, uh, and I think burning, hey? I think I think I'm a lobster. I think I'm dying here. Like you're cooking me. <laughs> you're cooking. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey Fab, you're cooking me, Cuddy. Like, <laughs> fuck, I'll break your neck. Let's fucking tell you there, guys. No, like, no, but I don't do that <laughs> shit. No, 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 we don't do it for him. And I was up to here in the boiling water, just burning. And I, oh, oh my god. Hey, I, but um, explain the the bath. What the concept is behind the bath? The concept behind the bath is that the water has open your pores, right? Yeah, water has like a hundred percent humidity. So people don't realize if you're in hot water, you sweat. Yeah. The same thing, once your core heats up, your body sweats. And because it's humid in the bath, it, it's easier for, for your, your sweat to, to leave ah, your body. Instead of going to a sauna like I did and sit there. And then when your body starts not producing water, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, you're fucked either way. You'll be fucked either way. If, if you, yeah. you stop sweating at any time, you're gonna fucking die. But I did, that's what happened to me. I, I didn't <laughs> sweat, I was fucked up. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. but. The, the bath I cannot stand I just feel like I'm, I'm I just keep picturing a lobster and but we do a lot we don't do that shit like no. our, our weight cuts are not like that our, our weight cuts now is just like getting it down as far as we can water manipulating yeah. food manipulating and then just getting in a session I've got session, right? for, sorry, for me I've got good guys around me now to help me with, with the weight cuts and everything but it's just me sometimes I I, I'm actually pretty good weight right now for where I'm at because after how heavy are you now Mark? I'm 132.7 but that's good for me. I'm normally like 140 something now. Mm. And after a fight, I blow up. I, I mean, after the fight, I was 125. You know, Ty was 127. 
You put on seven kilos after the way. I'll put on, I'll put on five, but right now I'm pretty good. My weight's pretty good because normally I'm up to the 140s, 141 right now. Then I got to do camp and then a fat camp all the way to. That's why I always come in like, fuck, I still got yeah. about five kilos. Mark, I'm, sorry, Rob. I'm, I'm just walking around now at about 97. You still look. Half. Wow, you look way leaner and better shape than I do. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, so, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, 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 I used to blow up after fights. Dude, like, after a fight, I used to go to Woolworths and I used to put a trolley in this, like, pa, pa, pa. I got to 106 at welterweight. After Bro, I want to be 106. So I want to be 106. I. <laughs> I'd like to be your weight, 106. I'd be like, fuck, oh man, I'd be like lightning, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> Hopefully, one day I can get to that weight before my career ends. I'd be like, fuck, at least what I saw. One, I think one for me, 110 would be the best. But I love to be that weight. Oh, just, just no, like, man, I want to complain if I was like, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, how much do you reckon your weight contributes to your power? I don't know, uh, to be honest, man, I when you hit people, they die. <laughs> Like, to be honest, by then, I think moving. for me, I think it's better. I, I'd rather be a, a one ten because you can generate a lot more power. I think speed. Uh, speed equals fucking death, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the physics think. behind it. Yeah. Speed yeah, equals, speed fucking, equals fucking death. death. <laughs> it does. Not many tricks. I, I want. To, uh, I think, and and to be lighter, you can generate more longer. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. instead of being one like a big. I, I always put it like dogs. With dogs, like the big dog will bite you once, bark, and that's it. You get tired. The smaller dog will bite, it, keep biting, and keep going. That's how it works. Mm. Well, I think how it works. Mark, I have a question for you. And um, what made you drink chocolate milk to rehydrate? Because, uh, because I'm stupid. No, but you're not. <laughs> but no, no, but you're not stupid. Works. Like even when we're you speaking know? now, you you're an intelligent guy. Well, like. I know what's going on. Sometimes I just don't like people trying to tell me what to fucking do. Those some of the guys go, Mike, you got to do this, man. Hey, shut the fuck up, I'm the boss here. I'm sick of you saying no, you know. That's how I, 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 I change my shit. But it's wrong at that time because you know, you got- Yeah, in that time, going. you're not the boss. Mm. At that time, you gotta listen to your guys around you. I, I made a mistake because I, I get to irritated. But I don't like people telling me what to do. I, every time I listen to someone, it's always fucked me up. How much? But in that case with a fight coming up, they know that, you know you should listen to the guys. You know you've had a big wake up. Especially cut. when you're feeling like shit and your your mood is like this. It's, it's I, you're I'm, on edge. Yeah, I might just crash you. <laughs> crash for me, you. I've always been on edge for fights because I haven't trained properly. You know when I do a good camp, bro, I'm the best person to hang around. When I haven't done a good camp, like man, fuck are you looking at? You know, or do something stupid like yeah. that. It's just you, I'm always irritated because I, I haven't trained well. I've got to go and eating compete. You inside. Yeah, and the whole world's watching this fat ass. When the last I went to camp, uh, AK, I've one of the best camps, AK, came back to the fight. Bigfoot, man, I, was, I couldn't wait to fight. I was like, man, I'm going to kill that motherfucker, man. And I was just, because you've had a great bleed up, great camp, you know, everything is good. And every time you have a great camp, man, even an injury kind of, injury, kind of you know, the mirror fight, I got a broken nose before the fight. For one of the guys, but still, I was in the. the we were ringside for for me. That was, but, that but, was great. But I already knew. Like I was, I had a great camp. I only had two kilos to lose. I think it was six. But I remember seeing you in the lobby and seeing seeing uh, me in like the same sort of area, like the same floor. And I just, I just, I saw me face like looking into the eyes of death. <laughs> I just, I could just, I, I don't know why it was. I got a feeling. I go. Yeah, we both said, well, Mark's, Mark's gonna, gonna Mark's fucking on a kill stone him. You, dude. 
you know. Yeah. Well, you know what it's like when you get a good captain, man. You doesn't matter who. It's, it's just you. one less thing you're not worrying about. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's Godzilla and fun. You just go and jump. You know, choke. You can do anything when you when you've had a good camp. Feel Mate, good Mark, do you do you you know when you say you're anxious and you feel like that you've had a bad camp? When I haven't trained well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've no. done that plenty of times. Yeah. All, all short notice fights are the worst. Because look, like you've taken heaps like, of look at, too. Well, heaps, look at this one. They just said, "Oh man, you can fight in Chicago." Well, well, actually, on this card, on his card. Yeah, in your card, even before they said, oh, would you like, uh, what about England next week? How's your <laughs> Next week? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Here's my deal. That's, you know, that, that's, that's what I did. That's how dumb I was like, yeah, I'll do it, sweet. Yeah, here's my deal. Then they said, would you do? Then after they said, they said no, I said, look, man, uh, you know, Chicago, you know, you know I'm going to train are you, harder. Are you going to get I'm, on that card? I'm not going, I don't want to. On the Chicago card? I said no. I'm, Too I'm, soon. Because look, I'm, I, I need to... I want, they're probably, if I said yes, it would have probably been Alovsky. He's not, he's not above me, he's underneath me. But Bam Bam's fighting Alovsky now, eh? I know, yeah. So the thing is, is, it's hard to, I mean, I've got two fights left with UFC. You know, I've been given, I beat Derek Lewis and now I get someone under me. He now beats you're ranked me, equal fifth with Derek and Lewis. And Derek Lewis gets a, a higher guy. He yeah, gets, yeah. you know, a higher guy and I'm like, fuck, why didn't I get that fight? Maybe because you're suing them. Oh, well then, <laughs> then I said, well then I, I try to get someone higher. Mm. So like I'm trying to get someone higher, and that's why I called a uh, Nagano because I like to rumble with him. I wanted someone higher. I mean, I gave uh, Blades a shot. He beat me. You know, all props to him. He's not a cheater. But you know, I gave him the shot. I said, okay, I'll, I'll take the fight. Sweet. When I could have said no. And then now, now it's my fight? time you to say no. Francis? Well, now it's my time to say no and get someone higher. I gotta get a jump up too. You, but you, you want to fight Francis in particular? I fight anyone above me. I mean, I. I go Curtis Blade. I go anyone above me again. I don't know. I don't know how these. How do these rankings work? How is there a five it's, and five guy equal? It does this bullshit. No, it's an illusion to keep us all in line. <laughs> Mark, when you it's when bullshit, you say when I, you I say think you it's have, bullshit, bro. Yeah, absolutely. When there's no question, it's bullshit. I, I think the they're like fully subjective. The yeah. the rankings. I, I don't know if you noticed, but in the middleweight, <laughs> at one stage, the champion fought number twelve. <laughs> it should be, this bullshit it should be black and white once there's the champ there's number one you know there's two three four five it just goes it's just you know there's there's no transparency there should be transparency it should be done properly going back to what one uh, i have a question for you just because it's harder i think for people that don't fight at yeah. all to relate when you say you feel anxiety when you do you do you feel scared of your opponent it's not the fact because you know to be honest um, it's not actually the fact of the fight. I mean, I'm scared of no person. I'm scared of going into the water of the Great White Shark because that'll kill you. There's there's death right there. But getting a hiding or getting knocked out against another man, I, I feel no man. Why? I mean, that's the worst you can do. You can't kill me or you can't do something. Well, I shouldn't say you can't, but the more chances of you getting hurt properly is against, uh, you know, if you haven't done training properly, is, is against an animal. An animal, a chimpanzee can kill you. They're stronger than us by far. You know, I just, I don't... But, but you don't, you, so, so your anxiety is surrounded by your performance? My, yeah. Not, My, not, not by the fear of... Not the, by the fear of the person. You can't fear any man when you do, especially, you know, I, I think the, the fear is, is, is coming, or anxiety is coming from not performing as well. And you get that because it stems from you not training well or not eating well, you know, it all comes from back to that. What about you, Rob? Do you, <clears throat> are you scared of your opponent? And I, and I know that people are going, oh, that's so stupid no. to ask, but I, I, oh, I'm, I'm never scared of my opponents. Like it's, it's, I, I love what I do, but um, I, I get real anxious. I, I want to know what happens before I get in there. Almost, you know what I mean? It's like, and 
And also, I just want to put a, I just want to make, like, I'm really anxious about putting a good account of myself in there. You know, I wanna, yeah. Yeah, I just want to. So it's performing. a performance thing. It's yeah. not based off a of fear as, no, like, as I, people would, would see it I, generally as, I, like, a fear of not at getting all, hurt. I have no problem f- losing as long as it was a good loss. As long as I fought my ass yeah, off. That's ex- yeah, that's exactly right. So long as you perform properly, yeah. So long as you put everything in there, Fezzi goes, yeah. man, I've left everything I've, I had for that night yeah. in there. And he was just tougher than me. He was better than you had the night, then you got to give him props. You didn't even cheat, and that's all. Yeah, but that's, to lose in a shit way, that's that's the biggest fear I have. Mark, you're, you're, you talk about um, cheating and whatnot, and I know it's something that's close to your heart is with the performance yeah. enhancing drugs and whatnot, and K1 would have been rife with it. You're talking to a green guy that come, like I said, I was still gaming and pretending, you know. <sighs> yeah, I, I just... Now, because I just think of this, you would have fought, I'm not going to name him, but I'm, say, I'm saying you would have fought a bunch of dudes in K1. A lot that, of them, like I said, but at the end of the day, I, I'd come green from here. I, I, the fighting was not part of my plan for life. I never had a plan. I was just winging it as a kid. Just but, trying to survive. Coming into there, and you know, all these guys, that's... The, I had... I, I was anxiety there. The first time I came, I came from a... A thousand seater show in the, in the Melbourne Casino to, you know, forty thousand arena. Cameras on you, getting picked up in chauffeurs. They're you know, like, just how the fuck did I get here? I couldn't eat for the week. I was nervous as you know, first week. But nervous about what? <sighs> fuck the fight. At the end of the day, I didn't really know. After the fight, I was like, just why did I not be? Was why was I not able to eat that whole week? The guy, I thought the guy was gonna fucking shoot fireballs out of his ass to kill me. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be a super fastest and that when I was actually in combat I was like bro he's got nothing that's a that's a big thing eh the, the show and all the bullshit that surrounds the show makes it seem much bigger than it is yeah. end of the day I cut all the bullshit out and I go it's, it's not it's not them against you it's just you versus him it's mano a mano and that, that there's three people in the octagon on the ring and the third person can't hurt you there's only one person that's going to hurt you that's your opponent. So I don't focus on all these people. I just go, it's you and me, best man win. That's, that's all. Take away all the bullshit. All the people get nervous about the crowds. Man, I, I love to fight in the huge crowds. I'd rather fight against the huge crowds instead of one person watching. That's the bigger it gets for me that I was like, man, this is the best. It's like, like I said, it's better than any drugs I've taken. It's like, holy shit, this is the, look at this shit. <laughs> you get the goosebumps. I just, I just, even when you get fucked up, you say, man, I got fucked up, sweet. But it's, it's the best feeling in the world. With you, Rob, um, like, is a similar situation to him? Like, with, with your relationship with the crowd and whatnot? Um, I try to block it all out. I'm, I'm pretty emotional for some reason. Like, the pressure in the back room and the walkout and the walking out, it all gets to me a bit. Like, it's just, it's just too much. So I just, I mentally, I put walls up and I just focus on my opponent. And then the only thing going through my head is that guy. And I just want to beat that guy up and go home. Yeah, that's I mean, end of the day, none of these people can hurt you. Just, yeah. Like I just explained, there's only three people in the octagon, and it's only you and another guy. And, and he, he takes a shit, and takes a piss, and feels everything exactly like you. He's exactly like you, he's just on the night. You know? He feels exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. No matter what he's saying, no matter what he pretends, no matter how much smack talk, he still yep. feels it. He's still got to go in there. A big thing I, I, I think to myself a lot of the time, that, that night, that that hour of you're almost ready to actually fight in there. I just think to myself like, so it doesn't matter what happens right now. Two hours from now, I'm going to be home playing video games. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's <laughs> it. that's what I do all the time. It's like me with when the Sydney fighters are, you know, and about 
three uh two three hours i'm gonna be mowing my lawns yeah it's like and then i was mowing my fucking lawns it helps exactly. i was like sitting again this is the music again. yeah helps get you through like it helps me like exactly it same. helps me get me through it like it's like it's like all the pressure just leaves a little bit and i, I don't care it's like it's like i'm gonna do this and then straight afterwards i'm gonna be playing my games computer with my mates anyway it's like this isn't the be all end all that everyone's trying to make it out you know you make pressure on yourself like that yeah, it's because everyone, everyone's pressuring you and making it seem bigger than it is. And then you start doing it yourself. And then it just it's just like an accumulative effect. You so. said you could have died in the hospital versus Stipe? Yeah. You went to hospital and what had happened? Well, I kept coming in and out of consciousness. So you, because you didn't, they didn't stop the fight against uh, I went to the fifth round, but I got the most punches to the lips in fucking the years of history. But it was, it was you know, I, I didn't, it, well, I'm glad he didn't stop the fight. Because all I was thinking in the fight was when I was getting hammered was, well, this is what you get. That's what you get for a shit weight cut. Yeah, take it, eat it, <laughs> eat it up. And, then, and that's my fault. But then you went, you you passed out at the back or in the hospital? No, I was in the hospital, but I just kept coming in and out of conscience, like I'd feel like going to sleep. I'd wake up, feel like going to sleep, wake up. And what was that from, those shots to the head? I think from getting hammered like that badly. I was fucked up, man. For how long? I'm gonna get that guy, five rounds. No, no, for how long were you in hospital? I think a couple of hours. Oh, just a couple of hours? Yeah. Till I was all right to go. I think I was, I think they just wanted to watch me while I was coming in out of, out of consciousness, mm -hmm. but you know. Can I ask, was that what precipitated the post that happened with you and Dana and that about? No, that was years later though. Ah, oh, okay, okay. No, I was like, yeah. the, the one with the post of Dana, that was not so long. I was supposed to be doing the Sydney card and, and then I don't give a fuck who you are. You know what I mean? Dana's, Dana's is who he is. Like I said, I don't have no hate for him. I just, you know, you just cost me a lot of fucking money for nothing. You know. Um, what happened exactly, Mark, to get your take? I did on? a player's voice interview, and um, they took three sentences out of it and blew it way out of context. You know, sometimes the thing is, they said, "I said I slurred my speech. I, I, I get headaches. I can't sleep well." Yeah, they forgot to add in sometimes. Yeah, well, sometimes I didn't have a good sleep because my fucking kids were up. Sometimes I don't remember shit because I don't want to remember shit. No, sometimes the whole story was about steroids and how unfair it is. You know, and and if they had stated uh, if I um, if I didn't do the test in in, LA, in Vegas, they would have pulled me to Qatar. I would have gone there. But I was in Thailand, finished the camp, coming home, and it was like, oh, I said to Zen, oh, bro, can I do the test in, in Sydney? Nothing wrong with these doctors. And he said, oh, sweet, do it. Then I got pulled from the card. I have taxes to pay. I got shit to look after. You take a million dollars away, of course I'd be angry. I don't give a fuck who you are. And rightly so. And what's your relationship with the UFC and with Dana now? Well, there's no relationship with Dana. I mean, like I said, all, all, uh, I'm just an employee. I've got two fights to do out. They owe me two fights. They're under contract with me, just like I am with them. Yeah. They owe me two fights, and um, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna fulfill those fights and then move on. Where are you gonna go? What do you want to do? Wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> but, but have you got something you want to do? Like I can do anything. When people say, you know, what are you gonna do? I said, no, no, no. I don't care. I've got a head. No, 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 no. But I don't mean. I don't mean it like um, you can't do anything else. I mean like what? What do you want to do? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to? I've already written a book. I can fight. I'm gonna fight another three more times. I've got a few plans I want to do. People say, you know, without UFC, I'm nothing. I bought a career before I came to no, the UFC. 100%. They, you know, I'm, they I'm, bought. They paid for you to go over to them. Like, people forget that. Well, actually, they weren't going to... They, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, they were going to pay you out, but you opted to fight. Is that right? Uh, long back, long back. story, guys. Long story with that too. So, you know, I just... It's a long story with that too. You know, I mean, you can't read and believe everything you see here and say online or everything. So, like I said, um, 
I mean, I have no, I have no issues with um, with the UFC. I, I have, all I've stated from from day one when I came here was once I've realised I've had one, two, three, four, five cheaters. Hey, man, how about give me a fair go? Mm. You know, it's not fair. Uh, I the way I look at it is, is if if someone's cheating and he kills someone while they're competing, you know, the the, the repercussions should be like a criminal offence. If he's got a family, who's going to look after the family? Or hey, man, just give him a fine. And a, and a two year uh, suspension. They could fucking maim Would that, su- would that suffice though? But even maiming or killing, would that suffice though? No. No, of course not. Well, of course it fucking wouldn't. Criminal proceedings should pass on. I mean, for the last time it happened. Can I you explain? Look, sorry, because there's people watching that don't know, like, say, for example, when you're saying they're cheating. Can you explain what you mean by cheating and whatnot? Well, what I know from cheating is, is that you get better sleep, you're a lot stronger. No, no, but uh, why? Cheating how? steroids you know okay, performance cool. enhancers yeah. that's why they say call it PED um, well look pure example that, that dickhead fucking bike rider seven years of, of, of winning the Tour de France seven years of building a 200 300 million dollar empire you know seven years of suing people of lying building an empire of cheating of and, and the way I look at it is not that and I think the, I think it goes down to the 17th person that wasn't no, it's cheating. the top 30 in, top the, 30. in the Tour okay. de France. I reckon so, it's the top 30. So the, the 30th, 30, uh, 29th guy is the one that wasn't cheating. So end of the way, look at it. It's not these guys. It's not about, I mean, Lance Armstrong cheated, yeah. But he, all these guys have cheated. Um, so the, the, the one that hasn't cheated, their families missed out. Their kids missed out on better, better everything. You know, why are we rewarding these fucking dickheads that, that cheat? When we should be putting them and saying, hey man, you, you did something wrong. You cheated to get it. You took a shortcut. You're a cheating shortcut motherfucker. You shouldn't be here. Why don't we put them on pedestals? What? So when you... Bro, in yeah. society, if someone does wrong, he doesn't make, he makes a, he does something wrong. Where do we put them? Yeah. In jail. Yeah. This is fighting. This is higher fighting at the highest, highest level. We don't, we shouldn't praise guys that, that they get here and they're constantly cheating. I, I mean, all the guys that I used to respect, I was like, man, I, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't have no time with that. You shouldn't be on a pedestal because you're a fucking shortcut taker. When, when you, so you went, you went through K1, you fought dudes for sure. Pride, 100%. And in the UFC, you fought in the Pride, UFC. Man. No, well, no, you think I'm sick of it? Fucking I, for the last then, four or five guys I've fought, I've, I've come to the realization, you know what? This is supposed to be the cleanest fucking sport of the world. You guys are supposed to look after this. You have to, I came from that area of all these cheaters and I'm here now and you've given me four in a row. And then the last guy, the, 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 Alistair Abram, the dickhead, dickhead, you forced me to, they forced me to take him. And I didn't want to do it. I said, just put a clause in, then I'll do it. And the clause was supposed to say, if he's caught cheating, take all his money off him. Don't have to give it to me, give it to your fucking self. Just take it off him so he makes no financial gain. So you can't go and do another camp because they're rewarding guys that are cheating. I don't understand why they don't just say, "Okay, here's the clause." You know what? What, what is the? What is the? What are they to lose? What? What? Um, the guys. How obvious is the difference when you when you fight a dude like that? That's that's obvious. It's, it's taken me so long to realize because I'm quite stubborn and dumb sometimes. Like I said, I've come from the era of Pride and K1. It's taken even this year. It's taken me so long to realize. But you know, for for me, it's like I understand. Okay, broken hand. I look at it sometimes. F- broken toes. Like one guy cheating. Okay, okay, it's probably just him. We'll forget about it. Yeah. And the second guy cheating. Okay, nah, sweet. Uh, give me his bonus. Okay, 
third guy. You know, I said, fuck is going on here? I'm getting sick of this. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm losing fights that I shouldn't be losing to guys that have got the advantages. Yeah, then the worst, the worst was Brock Lesnar because he said, oh, hey man, we'll get this fucking juice monkey and we'll give him the, the four month mm. waiver. I'm like, fuck. So you're blatantly that, gonna, can you explain that? I don't even know. I, I'm, <laughs> the whole thing was fishy from the start. They were negotiating way before the sale. All the, but you know, at the end of the day, they, they say, we'll give him a, a four month waiver. Why does he fucking get a four month waiver? 100%. I mean, fuck, I've got to do the testing. Why is he? he he's been the most tested guy on, in, in the world. Uh, that uh, fucking Dana says, yeah, right, buddy. The fucking dickhead. Dickhead. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. And was it, was it when you fought Lesnar, how, did he feel different to other human beings? Fuck, I'm like on my tippy toes and he's, he's got me up in, in, the, in the, 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 the mid, body lock. The, the mid, the mid one and he's lift me up. I'm on my tippy toes and the fence like, fuck bro. I don't know which way to, he's got control. And I'm quite strong, I'm like, this guy's a lot stronger than me. And he, like I said, I mean, he, he, he hits like a girl, but his strength is just amazing. He doesn't hit hard? Oh, I mean, you're talking about, I got a coconut here, bro. I mean, you know, it fucking cracks this motherfucker. I mean, well, you know, a few of them do. But, you know, uh, he hits, I just, uh, if I was his physique, his strength, I, he would have died. I would have killed that motherfucker. If I was cheating, <laughs> I said, I'm going to kill and crack your head open like a fucking Easter egg. Did, did you, did you, um... It's well, terrifying. it's true though. It's, a, it's fucking. <laughs> okay. It's bullshit. That, that, that is terrifying. Imagine Mark. <laughs> no, I'd like to be on the stereo side, oh man. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. And say, you know what? Just give me a fine for two years. You know, yeah. I wanna. I'd, 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 man, I'd put my fucking fist through his skull, man. I would like to do that. Imagine the power. Do you think is it is it? So you want to fight? Would you want to fight those guys again? If they put on the clause. Please. Yeah. If, if he put on a clause and says, you know, if he gets caught cheating. You know, I mean, I've asked a few times for this, for this, uh, you know, the, the company should be on my side and it should be legitimately, um, you know, they should be saying, this is an honest sport. We, we, are, we are mainstream. We are, you know, we've got the best athletes, the cleanest athletes. This is fighting. People could die. Someone's going to die sooner yeah, or later. People don't That's realize what? that. People don't realize that because they see the people getting popped hot for certain things. And it's like, especially after fights, it's like, this guy... Just did 12 weeks of camp at, at superhuman strength, stamina, cardio, recovery, and then fought a dude and inflicted real harm and injury on this guy. That's, that's correct. Like, 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 I'm not the same as I left that fight now because of that yeah, guy. Yeah, because you got fucking injured. And then he gets a fine of two years off. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's that. what I don't understand. Exactly everything he said. Uh, they're just I mean I'm never the same never gonna be the same my head my, 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 my injuries from Your these brain. guys yeah, my brain man. nothing is even the same why because he's changed my course in life if fighting's like that but he's got the unfair advantage he should be banned from the sport it's like when minimum. I was, in, as I was minimum. In, yeah well first time you get you know all your, anyway oh, I said the same when I was at ATT one of the coaches said you know and I was sick I never pulled out of fights but I was a bit sick I actually no no my PCL popped and I, and I didn't want, I was still going to go to the fight. And he goes, it was the heavyweight in Vegas, all the heavyweights. And he said, oh, Mark, if you go in there, you're gonna go, only going to go on 50%. Who said this to Conan. Conan from yeah, ATT. Yeah. And I said, oh, 50%. I said, what does that mean? He goes, he goes, listen, it means that you give him your 50% and he comes with 150%. So you're fighting at 50 already. So, you know, that's why you don't do it. You try to come in at your peak. 
and then I understood that. To that's why at least an even playing field. That's why I was happy to to take the, to to pull from the fight. Then I could have the operation. But with these steroids, they're coming in already at 100 to 200, 200, you know, 200 percent advantage. Oh, look at look at Lance Armstrong, bro. It's perfect, and it's riding a bike. Yeah, yeah you. Seven years in a row, and he probably got cancer from that shit. So you got cancer? He said he beat cancer. Fuck, you got cancer from taking all that shit. What's your so your you're you're now old. <laughs> no, you 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 want it. So you you fight these two fights. You want maybe Francis? You're saying Francis? And I'd like to fight someone above me. You know, I've well, got. You deserve it. I haven't got a fair deal with guys below me, and even you know, I mean, I think the, the, the you've been um, giving them the shot. Well, you've been playing the gatekeeper for the last couple of years. I've been playing. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've had a shot, but it wasn't a proper shot. You know, I'd like to still get my opportunity. I've got two fights left, and like I said, all I've been doing with the steroid thing is trying to make it even. Mm. Eli, do you have any questions? Um, no, not really. No, oh, maybe maybe going on after the UFC. Do you know what I mean? Have you thought about boxing or going back to K1? Yeah, or what, boxing, I think I might do a couple of boxing fights. I'm already in talks with a few people. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, I, there's a lot of things I, I want to do, but I want to fight after my two fights of UFC. I want to fight three more times and then retire. I think Japan is calling already for me. Oh, I, I love Japan. I was say, I was you'd saying, have a massive. Oh, that's massive. what I was thinking straight away. I go, Hans going straight. To yeah, I was going to ask you. I love Japan. I, I love. I mean, because you did pro wrestling in Japan <clears throat> before as well. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's all scripted, but it's fun. It was fun. No, but did you like the pro wrestling? I, I liked it, but it's hard to try and you know, you got to pretend like you're hitting something and pretending all this. You're like, oh man. <laughs> Oh fuck! You know you, you have to pretend that shit. I can't, it's not real. I can't, I can't <laughs> see Mark pretending to hit someone. It's, well, like, it's true though. I mean, you just pretend. I mean, uh, that's how it's because you can't hit them because it's, it's just made up. Mm. But you you got a massive like you're a legend in pride, legend in dream. It's like legend in UFC too. Well, I'm old man. Like I said, I've I've I'm nearly come to my time up. I mean, it's you know, it's uh you know you're the, the world champion at 27. I mean, I'm 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 double your age. <laughs> And I've trained with guys like Ty, and he's half my age. I'm like, fuck, you know, yeah, you know. I just what's Ty like to train with? Oh, he's good. How good is Ty? Ty, like I said, he can be the world champion if he sets his mind to it. I mean, uh, he's, uh, I think, the only indigenous in the UFC. I I mean, he's got a big, uh, uh, big, uh, big task on his shoulders to take, you know, to carry all his people and stuff. But I I think it's great because you know he's the he's the guy for it. You know, he's come from a footy background. I think it's um. He can he, fight too, like another guy that when you watch, he's like... You're he's like, like yeah. me, I mean, he's got similar traits to me with everything, but um, the thing I like about Ty is his mentality. He, he's got an old mind and he's got a good mind for fighting and, it's, and, he, and he knows all about it. I mean, he's not, uh, he's not, a, not a follower. Mm. You know, he's, a, he's a leader in his own sense with, with different things. And I um, mean, you know, he's pioneering for, for Australia and um, you know, for all the indigenous people. He's pioneering for them. So, I mean, I think... We want to get uh, him on this... Podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. You, we've been. I've been. I've been chatting with him, so we should get him up on here soon. Yeah, he's um, like I said, he's he's a pioneer, and he's gonna be <coughs> doing great things. He's already doing great things. He's uh, about to make the step up to the to the to the top end with Olovsky. You know, he's um, former champion, and um, I think he's gonna like beat you, Olovsky. Yeah, I think he's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna be like you. He's gonna be a, you know the world champ. He's gonna be the best in the world. Start him. Me, me and him are gonna. We've already messaged. We're gonna go take over Chicago. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> well, I don't think it. you'll keep up with. Him. No way. Well, yeah. I'll try, but you won't keep up I'll with him with the drinking sense, that's for yes. sure. No, 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 baby, slow down, behind, please. Um, yeah. What's uh, what what? So you're an avid gamer. How much video games do you play a week? How much hours oh. of video game would you play a week now? That's probably why my record sucks. I probably game too much, and I should be training. Um, in my in my <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that. 
And well, hey man, so, and, and some, my, some some days you just need to take it off. Yeah, well, I'm the same <laughs> too, man. Hey, um, I'm exactly the same too. But um, I love gaming. It's it's my um, it's my one of my best things. And I, I've had in my in my in my Counter Strike account, I've got over two two and a half, uh, two two thousand seven hundred hours. Have you got some mad loots? Have you, have you got some expensive gear? Oh man, my inventory is worth about 20, 30 grand. Wow. What'd you say? My skins are my inventory. He, he, I don't know he, what that means. He, he doesn't understand because I try to tell him as well, like my gaming stuff. I'm like, man, I just got this skin. It's worth 500 bucks. Got no idea. It's no, investing, but, uh, bro. It's investing. Sorry, hello? Anyway. Is it's, it, it's probably the bank or someone calling me. Hey, you haven't paid your fingers now. Oh, fuck, come on, bro. Hey, hello? <laughs> Well, I can't talk right now. I'm just in the podcast. Can so. you see about the veterans? I've got to go bathroom. Go, go, go. Because I'm going to ask a couple of questions here. Be right back. <laughs> when you say your skins are worth twenty or $30,000. Pixels, just pixels. They just pay for pixels and I think it's investing. In. No, but what is that? Can you explain to me what that means? Like exactly what I said. Pixels on, online. You said no, just, but what is... I don't, I don't well, know. Well, skins for... Well, it comes... The game, kind of strike I play, it comes standard with just normal looking guns and everything. But when you buy a pixel or skins... What's a pixel? On the computers, like uh, pixels, are what make up make up uh, uh, a picture. Ah, okay, all right, right. Yeah, like um, so. Um, yeah, so I've bought a lot of skins. Um, like pixel, so my guns look different. Look like they, they, they got uh, different. Uh, I got the best looking skins. Okay, let, let, I, I just want to. So you you buy you buy you play the game, then you buy the guns. Well, you get guns standard, but there's options. You can people can gamble for guns. People can trade for guns. People, I can trade with you if you if you got an account. I can send you this. I see. Some people ask you, can I trade you for this, 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 for this, and I'll give you this, this, this. this. If they're worth amount, the same amount, then you can swap them over. But when you say your stuff's worth thirty grand, do you mean it's worth thirty thousand dollars computer money or thirty thousand dollars real money? I've paid for it out of mine as real money. And so I bought guns or pixels. You know, I bought a, a D Law, yeah. which is a Dragon Law, uh, two and two thousand seven hundred dollars. I bought uh, uh, Stat Trek uh, Desert Eagles. Just they're just pixels, but I just—it's my favorite game. It's like souping up a car if you're a gag, a yeah. car guy. You can dump. It's an endless pit. You can dump turbos. You can dump V8s. And, and then, then you play. You play against other people. Yes. Online and then, is that are they competitions? There, there is a competition you can play, but not, not like the E League. It's just a competition that you play everyone with everyone in it. But right now there's an E League. Like I was the ambassador for Call of Duty and for Sydney, I went to the World Games. Um, you can make um, these actual, these actually gaming communities like esports. So a team, like I've got a team that helped me with my training. We go into camp for eight weeks, ten weeks. We get me get me ready for the fight. I go and compete and fight, and then I we get paid all of us. Well, same with the E League. The the gaming teams on there, they have a, their own teams. They go hire a house. You get paid. Mark Hunt gets paid to play video games. Well, no, not yet. I just started twitching. What's that? So Twitch is like, streaming. yeah, started streaming online and people watch you from all over the world. I just started. I've got about 40, 50, 60 people watching me sometimes. Thousand? 40, 50? No, 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 just 60. No, I just started. What do you say? Just started like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So people watch you and when you get a certain amount of followers, they have to subscribe to you. So they can, they have, some people can donate money. They pay you $5 a month for subscription. So it starts from... You know, you can have 10, 100, 200,000, 500,000, just times it by $5 every month. But People are making a living on these things. No, no, but do, again, like I, I know zero, like I can fucking. Okay, so the highest, one of the highest Twitches makes 2.2 .2 million a year. Fuck. From and gaming. So gaming is like what well, we you know of like Do fighting. people just watch you, you play? Into, yeah. 
people go into a, a gaming team, people follow gaming sites, so they get the whole gaming team go into a, a house, they hire a house, they do a training, they play for eight hours, they find all the knots and everything in the game, they pull them all out, they work as a team, and then they go everyday training. Then they go to the competition, like we go for fighting, mm. then they go and play and battle it up for whatever the prize is, maybe a million dollars, team or whatever it is. But the gaming um, makes more money three times over than movies and everything. Gaming is huge. Yeah. Do you want to do? It's huge. Is that was that something you'd like to do when you're post fighting? Like, would you go into the gaming world per se? I take my gaming shit when I go to camp. (laughs) I go and play as a living. Would you do it as a living? I love gaming, of course. I I mean, like I said, when I go to camp, I don't fly. the Gold Coast, I put them on my ute and I take all my shit up to the to the house that I got. I put them all on and every time I, I finish training, I got them. What, what, what do you think of this, Bart? Because I've, I've seriously contemplated this because I, I love playing games. Shattering. My wife's Thank known you. forever. It's like, I always play. And um, and you know I'm a gamer. So, I, I, But I've, I've, I've thought about like, could I really do it as a living? And I think like, there are some days I don't want to play this game, but people are only watching me because I'm playing this game. And there's sometimes I want to play, but not have to entertain you. You know, I want to play in a real boring way. I want to camp. Maybe I want to just sit behind the crate and wait for you to come around the corner, but no but, one wants to watch that. Yeah, but man, that's like with training. And no, no, I never liked to fucking train. I hate training. Yeah. You but mean, it's something it that you got to do. Yeah, it becomes a job. It's something you got to do. I mean, uh, gaming is a hobby that I've always loved, but at the end of the day, I mean, no one sees the hard work that you put in, and, and the only time you got to shine or when the lights are on is when you go to Formula One in front of the world. It's, it's like that. Mm. It's like with gaming. It's like you have to, you have to cope with it. And you said, oh, "Okay, I've, I've, I don't like this shit anymore." But you know, you still got to do it because that's just the way it is mm. with Absolutely. fighting. Mark, did you you played football at a high level, eh? Well, not a high level. I was only played, only made the Auckland under nineteens. And uh, the next the step was the Junior Kiwis, but yeah, I didn't make it in, you know. But, I was, yeah, but Auckland under-19s, what would that be like? Would that be like playing under under nine, like 20s for... Just just about to go to rep side, so before, uh, after the Auckland side, they, they get chosen, it becomes uh, the Junior Kiwis, which is like the next step, and then it becomes the, the, the top side, so. so... So you played representative football? For but, Auckland, yeah, for my state, for my province, yeah. Rugby or, or Rugby league? Rugby league, yeah. So would you have played like a similar background like that, like Ty? I played in, yeah, well, well, no, he played um, first grade, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, so no, I didn't play, I didn't make it to the level because like I said, I, you know, I probably wasn't good enough, but you know, I, I played at that level, I was, I was okay. Were you at that point still getting into trouble in that? I got out of jail when I was playing league, so I've been in the jail when I was 16. How many? And they say it wasn't jail, but you know, it's not, uh, it wasn't uh, in New Zealand, they have like, uh, is it camps or something for youth? It wasn't youth camp because I had some bearded motherfuckers in the, in the cell. <laughs> in the fuck. Hey man, you're about eighty. What the fuck? You know. So, so you, how many times have you been in jail? Twice. So the fir- the first time you were sixteen. Yes, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. And the second time. Twenty. So, so when I was you- in a, I was in a a, a, a line of path of uh, crime and and started trying to the gangs coming. You know, I was you know I was a big kid. Uh, you know, I was a big kid for my age. I was ninety five kilos. I was sixteen. And I mean, I, I started training weights in jail, and then I ended up going that path. Like I said, fighting actually saved me from keep going that route. I got routine in my life, well, you know. So, so when you were 16 years old, you went to jail. Can you speak about why you went to jail? At 16. Aggravated robbery. I robbed someone for their shoes. And then they locked you up. Yeah. And you, um, and you were locked up with other youth, so to speak. They were not because the first three weeks of classification. 
And um, they're not youth, they're not my age. A lot of them were like fucking old motherfuckers. Hey, man, like 80s, they're old motherfuckers in there. So if you do So bad, when you say classification, can you explain that? So you're like, yeah, locked up for, you know, you're gonna get an hour out. But you, um, it's like, it's funny because you're like with all different guys and you gotta do some sort of, it's, 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 jail is just shit, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I learned that, you know, just, and, and, and the only people that rule in there is just gangs. And how long were you in there for as a 16 year old? Um, I got five and a, I got nine nine and a half months, which is which was under twelve. So you only do half of it. And if you're a good kid, you do. You know, I mean, if you're good, you don't play up. You um, you only do half. If you get you did you do half? Yeah. And then you was when you went in there. Was it was it a big culture shock for you, or were you somewhat comfortable with that environment? Um, I just thought this is just a waste of time. Everyone here, I just learned. You know, you can be a good. You can be a more of a learn how to be a crooked person by all these crooked people because <laughs> yeah. it just you know, it just becomes more crooked you're like hey this motherfucker no this is not how you do it this is how you do it <laughs> it's true though it's just yeah, no, no, yeah, people I don't know why people get I mean for me it's, it was I liked it in job because you go fed three times a day which is w- w- one of the questions I was going to ask you as well like what was that like because you were saying you, food was a big thing for you as a kid like yeah, that's eat. probably why I'm fat now because I'm always eating as I can eat now. You know? But I, I loved jail because, I mean, I didn't love it just because it was lonely, but I loved it because you could eat. They gave you three square meals a day. You know, I ended up starting to do weights. You know, I was pretty, you had abs in and like, it was pretty good. Good canteen. And then the second <laughs> time you went in there, you were, went in as, as an adult? Wow. To an, an adult, adult facility? It, it, was, uh, it was The Rock. It was in uh, Mount Eden. And that was just for assault. So, you know, it was like a month or something. That was kind of hard because I was having girlfriend troubles. Then after I got out, man, I think that's when um, I moved over to Oz when I, my friend came up with the opportunity to go. So, but you went. I was just about to go into. If I got out, I didn't know what I was doing in my life. Then I was gonna do the same old thing over again because that's just, you know, didn't have no education background. And then it was young hood. And and so you came out of the adult system in New Mount Zealand. Eden, yeah. Yeah. And then you said, fuck it, I'm going to Australia. You got an opportunity to come to Australia? Well, I mean, I didn't end up, I, was in, I ended up living in a garage with my mate Dave and my mate Tux was living here and he goes, oh, you guys should come over. He came back a year later and we were still doing the same position with the games. <laughs> and he goes, what do you got to do? You can't do that. You got to get out of there. And I was like, oh. Then the opportunity came up from the brother. He said, can you, would you like to go to Dave to go to live in Oz? And I was like, oh. Is he Dave the one with the E or no, different no, Dave? No, no, different Dave. And my mate, he was he's a big guy. He was big then, uh, over 200 kilograms. And, massive guy. and he said, oh, um, you know, um, you want to go to Ozmark? And I've never been out of the country. And everyone I said, oh, what is that place? Yeah, all right, sweet. And that's when I first, I first went on the plane over to Oz. I was 20 years, uh, 21. And then you, what did you do when you came here? Did you, you didn't train, was that when you started training with Alex Tui at the time? After, I, I, I ended up, I started working as security. Um, had a few issues, uh, you know, a lot of issues with that stuff. Gained a g- gambling problem. Um, became, nearly became homeless a few times. Fuck. Um, a lot of shit. We work, did you work on the wharves, on the ferries or no, something? No, we blasted the, the steel for the, the Olympics. Homebush. The banana there, we blasted all that at the IMP in Clyde. I used to live, you know, after I got, we got kicked out from FIFA for not paying rent, I moved into a... I was for two years. I was I was trying to find my way. I didn't know anyone, you know. I, like I said, I 
I didn't know anyone. I was just, you know, trying to trying to trying to find my way of living. It was, it was not easy because if you didn't, no one told you how to live before that, you wouldn't know. You know. That's interesting. So yeah, exactly. No, no one, one explained to me about lifting the toilet shit up. No one explained to me about changing sheets in the bed. You know what I mean? It's like, are oh, you gonna do this? It was only until I met Julie. She started saying, "Have you got to do this, my girl? This and so." Oh, really? Why? Well, you left the toilet seat because you're pissing on the fucking seat. Like, oh, shit, okay. You know, just simple shit like that about living. It was hard because I didn't understand and know about Because you'd it. had no formative years well, of... Yeah. If you've read my book, my parents... Yeah, I read your book. It's, yeah. it's hard to, to, you know, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I just blame them for a lot of uh, some other shit. But, you know, I'm a pretty forgiving person. I just, a lot of shit I've, you know, tried to get by myself. I mean, I, I was out more out in the streets with my mates than anywhere else. And then when when did you was it the first place you trained in Australia was that with Alex Tui at Mundine's gym? No, the first place I trained was um, it was uh, I actually took some fights for Lucy Tui. Oh um, yeah, at uh, the Serbian club with Steve Jazz kickboxing. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I uh, yeah, I wanted to play footy, yeah, but you were, so you were still in the mindset I could play rugby league. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to do, but you know, I, I, two years I was looking about trying to um, find my way. It wasn't easy. How'd you end up at... Because um, I remember when I was I was a kid and I remember you were training with Happy. Yeah. Well, I ended up with Happy because I we got kicked out from Fairfield. I had to find my way. I was living in Auburn. I was sandblasting. Then I got kicked out from that place because I didn't pay the rent. I was gambling. I moved in with my mate Dave and his one-bedroom fucking halfway house. And there was like four of us <laughs> in the fucking room. That isn't in the book. A lot of that shit is in the book. He used to go, because he was big, he used to go down to Monday's and lose weight. It was only a dollar for a session, but even then, Alex didn't charge us. I went down just to, you know, to go and do, I don't know what I was doing, but I went down there trading, um, help him lose weight, and um, and that's where I started um, doing kickboxing there. Then I met Happy when I got kicked out of Dave's place. <laughs> then I was living around the, you know, I went around the corner at my own halfway place. I got kicked out of there, went to Gardner's Road, where I lived with these two junkie guys. I, and then I moved from there to Lucy's and Manly. And then I moved from there when I met Happy. Because Happy was above the butcher store in Liverpool. Yeah. I used to so train Happy, there too. I met Happy there and then he offered, I was, um, things happened with Japan. I fell out with Lucy. And um, ended up happy with me and him had good rapport, like you guys have. You know, we played chess like me. And I played chess, play like, chess. He plays chess like me. And I was like, oh, okay, so I had a good rapport with him. And he said, oh, you should come out with me and live out west. And I said, oh, he paid for my first bond for my house in Lemire. And me and Julie moved in together. Then I moved to New Zealand. Uh, he took us to New Zealand for a holiday. And, and that's how we started training. And then that year, the next year, we won the world title in K1. Oh, actually, two years. So training, we won the Oceana twice. Well, three years. The third year, I was with Happy. I won the world title in K1. Because I, I grew up in Liverpool in that area, and I remember you um, used to train there above that that butcher shop. Yes. So that that Correct. was yeah, and and that's how I got there. And <laughs> and then you from there ha, ha, you were living in where Lunia or Lumia? Oh, I was. We were living in a rented place in Lumia. Um, I got my three years that I got my first work contract after I won the world title in two thousand and one. Became a pro fighter, um, getting paid sixty thousand in a fight, two two fifty a year. Um, got ripped off. Had to go through a guy through court. I took a while to get my first house, my house, 
in Oakdale. Then went from yeah. I remember the place in Oakdale. In Oakdale, yeah, where you yeah. came and nearly broke my neck, my arm. <laughs> and then went from there to a few different places. Um, so yeah, had kids. And then you know, uh, Caleb was with us at the time. But it was hard for him to learn because hard for me to look after him because you know I didn't know I, I wasn't raised up properly by uh, dad. I was you know so I wasn't good to Caleb at all. So. Who's the influence? Because I, I see the rapport you have in particular with... I, I don't know your kids that well, but I, I see the, the rapport you have with Noah in particular. And I'm sure you have it with the other kids, but that's the only one that I've seen it. Um, what were the driving factors and the driving force that influential people that, that taught you those things that you missed out of in your formative years? My wife. You, uh, what, what, she, what? She, well, normality was different. I, I, I looked at normality as different than what whatever a lot of people look at normality as. You know, I used to get beat up a lot from my parents or from my dad. You know, he was, um, and, and normal, that wasn't normal. I was like, oh, shit, that's not normal. But what, you, you, you thought it was normal up until how old? Well, I mean, until I, I mean, I knew there was something wrong. Like, my dad used to play mind games. He was a mental warfare guy first before he started getting, um, started getting, violent with, with physically he mentally mind you know what I mean we had a well for one instance he used to get you to go on your knees for like hours and hours and he goes and then we had a pear tree out front of the, where the house was you know and he were on the knees and he's, he'd say oh well first you'll you know you, you'll uh, it'll be something like something small drop the dishes or something he'd go out cut the branches off the pear tree and you're sitting there with your brothers and he's watching like this and you're shitting yourself because you know you're going to get fucked up and these branches, the pear branches, and then as soon as he gets you, then he'll tie you up. Then he'll just start fucking whipping you. And, and he'll break the skin, of course, a lot of the times. I didn't go to school for a lot of times. When you say and tie anyway, you up, he would physically tie you up with... Right? Yeah, like a pig. Even the one in the garage was like the best one. You know, he used to use the tie up here and you couldn't run because I used to start running away. And then he'd get the broomstick and start using that. You know, like Rambo? Have you seen Rambo? Yeah. Yeah, I thought when I saw that movie, I was like, "Fuck, that's me!" <laughs> fuck, fuck you! Yeah. Well, he tie, tie you up like from the roof. Yes, from the from the wood, he tie you up because I, I when he started hitting you, you know, he started. I used to run away. He's too fast from the pig, you know, too fast from. Then he'll come up to you and says, "And someone goes, so so my ear.' He means come closer. Then he'll punch you in the thighs. You're gonna run. This was his trick, you know. <laughs> then he's got you. Then he'll tie you up, and then he started doing whatever. But in my family, the brothers and sisters, whoever cried first was the one to get the most. You know, me being the youngest, I was the one to cry. I was like, fuck. So, you know, when I started, yeah, anyway. And, and how so- did we, did, How would you get to this subject? No, because I asked <laughs> yeah. you, I asked you, sorry, I asked you like, um, with your kids now, what was, so, so how did that marry up? Because- I, I don't, my, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, my wife is a disciplinary. Then my kids walk all over me. They do whatever they want. I, I want my kids to be up the front of the class, not be scared. Like I was, I was always in the back because I was scared someone's going to fucking smack you in the face. My kids, I want to be up the front. They can do whatever they want. I want them to be, um, to enjoy their childhood. You know, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'm paying the cost for them to enjoy their childhood. I'll pay the cost to be the boss, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though, that's why I do what I do because they have to have op options and by the time I finish, they're going to have enough options to do whatever they want. Because you're, you're that sense. Is Caleb your oldest? Yeah. And he just graduated from I'm university? I'm still harsh on him because, you know, he's older now. You know, he needs to... Yeah, but the kids, I, I, I know Noah's really cheeky, my son, and he's like a sport brat, these kids, but, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to touch those kids. They can do it. You know, they can enjoy their... But your wife, she does the discipline? 
Well, she tries to. <laughs> but yeah, my wife does a lot for those kids and uh, she gets enough. When she gets fed up with them, she has to tell me to go and do something and I just yell at them really loudly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be... Yeah. That'd be enough to scare anyone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't understand. You got kids, eh? Yeah, yeah. Man, they sometimes, man, they push the boundaries, man. I'm like, man, if there was a time you want to hurt somebody, he's like, man, hey, kids are just ruthless. <laughs> That's why I can't train at home. I don't know how you can do it. I, I have to get the fuck out of here because the kids, they come, I'm tired from training. They just go, mm, mm, mm. she just switches off. I just, they just go, this. And it's just, it's just, uh, just noise. So it's you noise. need to leave to train? Because I'm 43, I'm older. I can't cope with uh, staying home with the kids, you know, because my wife expects me to do shit. When I go out of camp, I'm single. I go out of camp, I get people to do shit for me. I don't have to worry about, all I have to worry about is training, recovering, and gaming. When she rings up, well, you know, the thing about when she rings up, she rings up, she just, she just swears. She rings goes, <laughs> fuck! And then she hangs up on this girl. I just got punched fucking 12 rounds in the fucking head. And I'm like, do you think I want to hear this shit? Nah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like, I just said, just it's a couple more years, man, and then, then, then this one, then I can be here and do, and I'll listen to you. When you do the dishes, I'll do the dishes. <laughs> but right now, I don't want to do the dishes. You know, I, how how um how many kids you got, Mark? All up? Six. Six kids. They all live here with you. Uh, uh five of them do now. Caleb is here. My oldest girl is um, who the oldest is is uh, is a bit slow. She's mentally challenged. She's hard. Okay. She lives in New Zealand with her mom. Okay. Yeah. And the and then there's there's Caleb. Caleb, Noah, Sierra, Aurora, and Macy. And the Caleb looks after most of them all the time. He's good having him here. I was going to say to you because Noah, you said Noah's the second oldest out of the kids that are here? Third, uh, oh, here, yeah. It's Caleb, then Noah. Yeah, and Noah's only a little kid. He's 10, yeah. So, so you got like a whole, you got like four little kids? Yes. Fuck. Imagine that. It's hectic, bro. I mean, you got, hey, Mel, come on now. Tell him, man. Bro, you got kids, man. You know, I was, I was like, when I'm gaming, it pisses me off when someone tries to interrupt me. I was like, fuck, I just... I, I get upset when people bother me when I'm gaming, you know, that fucking phone rings, like, fuck, this fucking bank again, fuck, no, I'm just, I, I can't, I can't turn on my games until all the kids are asleep. And then I, I ask my wife, and I go, can I play my games? And if she says yes, it means I'm ignoring. If, she, if one of the kids cry, I'm like, oh, no, it's because you said yes. Like, Well, you know, you're... <laughs> hey, um, just hey man, it's just it is what it is, man. I'm not gonna say anything. Your wife might give me hiding, but it's just <laughs> hey man. I just, I mean, there's a lot of things. I'm my wife still thinks I'm 13. <laughs> you guys, you got a fucking 43 year old fucking body and brain, but uh, but your fucking uh, your brain is like fucking 13 on this game. <laughs> that's, that's my, my missus always goes, I don't have three kids, I have four. Yeah, <laughs> four. she she's like me. She says my wife just hammers me. I'm just like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, huh? And all, all the women are like this. Fuck this guy. Hey man, I'm sorry, man. This is the way it is. Hey, um, Mark, we, we're kind of running out of time and we really appreciate Sweet. you having you here. And I know that you're super busy, but just just before we go, is there any advice that you would want to give, um, I don't know, to us or to any of the other people that are listening? First, as like, uh, just as an older person that I'm sure everyone here that, well, maybe you're not old, is older, <laughs> but, but everyone that's in here has probably looked up to you as well. Like, is there any advice you could give us, not just in the fight game, but in life or whatever and the stuff that you've been through something that 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 uh, resonates true with you yeah oh he was plenty you know first for fighting 
You know, make sure, don't put all your eggs in their basket because, like I said, 95% of the people fall to the wayside. There's only a 5% make it to be top end that make money from a living uh, as a fighter. And, you know, as, as the chat, Robbie knows, it's not an easy way to do it. I mean, people say, um, I mean, the fighting is the best part of it. The training after a certain amount of years, the mileage on the body, the, on the mind especially, especially going through all the time, it takes a toll. And if you aren't, you know, and it's, it's a wrap for, we, for you when you're by yourself. But when you have dependents and you have the kids to look after, taxes to pay, it becomes hard. Mm. And if you don't perform, you ain't eating. And you don't want that to fall upon anyone. So that's just for fighting. Um, for everything else, especially with the fighting, um, you know, get a good team around that, that you have a good rapport with. And um, like yourself, I mean, ask the questions as a coach. Ask the questions to these fighters about you know about themselves, about finances, about even the footy or anyone. Ask them about their finances, where they sit, you know, how they can help. Are you doing the right thing? You know, does the tax man gonna have to ring you to make you understand? Does he have to put your punk ass in jail? It's just there's a lot of things with it, with with fighting and um, you know, with with life. I mean, I get many people that message me about fighting. They want to be a fighter. Um, like I said, make sure it's the, the one you want. Have at least five, ten fights before you throw your eggs in the basket. But just be prepared. If you're not going to make it, um, there's, you know, you might be one of the lucky five percent. But it's not easy. Not, not an easy road. It's not. And also, make the right choices with people around you, surround you. There's a lot of stories about people making shitloads of money, but end up with nothing. You know, world, you know, famous case: Mike Tyson, six hundred million dollars, broke. So. Make sure you surround yourself with the right people that are going to help you, not take you, not take. Yeah. All right. Rob or Eli, do you want to say anything in closing, Rob? Yeah, no, it's just, as a, as, a, as a fan first, it was a massive honour just to be here sitting next to you talking to you, hearing your experiences, mate. Like, I'm, I've, I've always been on the bandwagon, mate. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolute privilege to be able to listen to you today. Yeah, man. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it too. Yeah. No, I'd just like to say thank you. I'm still spun out that two of the baddest fuckers on this earth are into the <laughs> video games like when you were talking about skins I thought do you really spend that much on compression gear do you know what I mean oh, like I'll try to tell my wife that I go babe it's an investment I can sell my account for this amount of money and she's like no you're not you never sell it I'll never sell it I'll never sell it <laughs> um, just, just another thing uh, we're here at Campbelltown TAFE um, we work uh, through the Aboriginal program here we work uh, also through Macquarie Field Sport and Fitness and just having you guys here and like little things like people don't you again you might not have noticed just being how you are or you maybe you did notice but like all through the day like the students are like, oh mark's going to be here da -da -da -da, mark hunt's going to be here or rob's going to be here and just having you guys here at, at, at the tafe has been a real big thing for us so we want to say a big thank you for you for coming in as well um i've got a little shirt for you sorry i didn't know you were coming otherwise i'll get you a shirt <laughs> but uh this is for you mark i don't oh, know thanks man i appreciate right. that eh? oh nice I gotta come down to the gym. I just, like I said, I don't like training. I just, I just, I just try and steer clear from training until I have to do camp. You know, it's like just, just <laughs> until you absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah, and no, then it's like, oh damn, do I have to? Oh, okay, come in and play some basketball. Yeah, basketball, <laughs> that's still exercise. You know, <laughs> gaming is my thing. If you want me to time for a gaming, yeah, I'm cool with that shit. You know, man, if you ever want to come in, we're only up the road from you. I know, it'd be an honor, man. It'd be an yeah. honor to have you in the gym. So yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks you guys for having the podcast. You know, it was good to. Hanging out with the champ, you know. I mean, and hanging out with you guys, and yeah, it's, it's been it's been a privilege. And um, hopefully, I can, you know, help a lot of the guys listening or whoever's listening. And um, if you are, you know, info, 
visit my fan page and um fucking happy i will where can people find you mark if they need to get in contact with you or, and what's coming up next for you before you go i'm trying to get um uh, a fight with uh, someone above me like nagano or some shit and um hopefully in august somewhere but um just look up to the sky and you'll see me there <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> no, no, you can I'm, I'm, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you just holler at me there, and uh, yeah, that's it. So, thank you Thanks. very much, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys.